Let me ask you a let me ask you a question. What? Two questions. Okay. As of the time of this recording, how old are you? I'm I'm 37. Okay. I'm yeah. also I'm also 37. I'm yeah. not this isn't a gotcha about your age. It's not <laughs> Yeah, that. you got me. Yeah. It's it's not that. Oh, I'm embarrassed. Um <clears throat> second question. What's this online multiplayer game you've recently been getting into and playing a lot of? Well, it, for, uh, I've been playing Fortnite. I, I'm enjoying the game Fortnite. Okay. Yeah. How it, does that feel? How do you feel playing that when you see the characters and the stuff and the boxes and icons? I mean, I think it's fine because I, at one point, understood the world and now I no longer do. <laughs> now there are things in the world that frighten me. I, because you showed me, like, I, I like to watch you play Fortnite. I like, yeah. I like to watch you play video games. I'm a watcher. Yeah. A lurker. Spectator. It's fine to lurk. You should yeah. be able to lurk. Yeah. And, no and always I'll, lurking. I'll end up playing. And when I went to work, I was thinking about you playing Fortnite. I know what, I know how weird that sounds. It's going to get better. Okay. Like, I grew up playing Team Fortress Classic, Counter Strike, all that, right? Yeah, Counter Strike, all the way. It, Aztec was my favorite map. Everyone was uh, into that uh, two, not two fort. Yeah, that's Team uh, Fortress D, Classic. D dust, D dust. I was into that accent. No, I was Team Fortress guy. Um, but uh, I was thinking cause you showed me these Fortnite skins that cost real adult money, right? Yeah. To be ninja, to be Mister Beast. Well, he- to play as a streamer, and I'm trying to think who I would have bought for Team Fortress. You would have like, as you, a skin. You would have bought Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell, right? <laughs> you would have like bought Ash. Bruce Campbell. Yeah. But okay, so two two follow up questions uh-huh. things things to that. And they're not questions. They're That's, statements because mm-hmm. I I'm stating things to you. <laughs> okay, don't answer back. <laughs> don't comment. Come on. No, uh, like recently they did a survey of like children in school of like what they want to be when they grow up, mm-hmm. and most of them were, if not all of them, the vast majority were. I want to be a YouTube influencer. Mm-hmm. How does that make you? Because I think that's the important thing. It's not that like oh they have skins of people of like younger adults that we do not recognize. I think that's to be expected, right? But yeah. honestly, the thing that obsessed me more is not like it's not BTS or uh, other popular bands, right? Right. Name it's, another it's, popular it's, band. Zendaya. <laughs> God, her new track was so good. Yeah, fire. But but no, they're like it's like streamers. Uh-huh. Like Mr. Beast was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I grow up, I want to be a shoutcaster. A VTuber. I just learned what a VTuber was. I, I think like the, those are fine. As a watcher of like the occasional stream now and then, I think like some of that is fine. It's just not aspirational. You know, like, I, don't, I don't think anyone should aspire to do that. Really? Right? Yeah, you should want to, like, because I, I don't know. I think you should want to be like a character. We're failures. If you're listening <laughs> to us now, uh, you're not a failure, but we're failures. We, we, yeah, we are failures. Yeah. Right, exactly. Anyone who, who uh, is a content producer has failed. Uh, good thing I'm just a performer and not a producer. Am but you know, right? you know who doesn't fail? Bruce Campbell. Actors. <laughs> That's art. not true. We were actors. Yeah, yeah, okay, but we're not in Moontrap. That's true. We're not in the famous hit... Uh, 1990 film? 18, 1989, yeah. Moon. 1989 film, Moontrap. Moontrap. Uh, I should also mention that my name is Nate Boyd, and I'm not Bruce Campbell. Oh, and my name is Tyler McCarty, and I am not Bruce Campbell, and this is the Bruce Campbell Podcast. <laughs> Bruce Campbell.
it's, I love that song every time. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's so good. Zoe, thank okay. you for that song. Yeah, and also... Uh, Zoe, fun- Australian friend of the pod. We yeah, love her. That's right. Uh, fun fact, uh, we actually did the, <laughs> the the vocals for that song, you if did, you haven't noticed. You didn't have to say that part. <laughs> little, little uh, uh, you know, fact. If this was pop-up video, that thing would just pop right up and say, vocals done yeah, by we should not, two idiots. We should not pivot to video because we are ugly men no I'm just, i was trying to make like data references because we're talking about feeling insecure about age and i think uh, pop pop up video is the one that i point to you how did madonna help martika go number one Yeah, man, that makes me feel old. Uh, super or like epic rap battles. That makes me feel old. No, that's like 2010. Yeah, that's old. <laughs> that's old to me. That's 12 years ago. Oh, God. There was there was a child conceived and born during an epic rap battle uh, who is now 12. Ooh, and that means, oh. Yeah, right. Who do you think's counting down till they turn 18? <laughs> the epic rap battle, baby. Oddly enough, still uh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Ooh, or Drake. I can't go at Drake. Why? He'll cancel me with a gun because he's powerful. <laughs> Drake cannot fire a gun. His hands are so soft. You look at those fucking things. I, okay, I'll, I'll be real. I don't know who Drake is. What? Like I, He's I, the guy from the Sprite commercial. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what song Drake... Uh, Drake? <laughs> Drake. Drake. I don't know what, what uh, a lyric Drake has written. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now we're all still here. Yeah. But, okay, like, oh, so he's... That's it. Yeah. He's just kind of a kind of a, kind of a, kind of a pussy. But, but we don't need to talk about Drake. We don't care about this is not the this is, this the, is not Drake the Drake part. Campbell podcast. The Bruce Campbell podcast. I don't know Drake's last name. Is it Degrassi? Yeah, it's probably Degrassi. Drake Degrassi. <laughs> That's a good name for an Italian guy. <laughs> Drake Degrassi. Uh yeah, it makes him sound cooler than mm-hmm. he is. Yeah, and today we're talking about like you said 1989, 1990 Moontrap. Hit movie Moontrap. The crew of the space shuttle Camelot has just brought back a little present from the moon. Organic remains human. He's 14,000 years old. Tissue reconstruction. And now it is free again. To seek. There's something in the corridor. To hunt. Something huge. Keep it together. Keep it together. To kill. Out of the darkness. What the hell have we got here, Jason? It called him to set it free. A base. And we're being invited in. Seems like they never learn. In outer space, on the outer limits, one man from our time, one woman from another. We're in their ship. That's what we are. Spare parts. Together, they must face the ultimate challenge. Moontrap, the wait is over. Starring Star Trek's Walter Koenig and Evil Dead's Bruce Campbell. Starring Walter Koenig and Bruce Campbell. Walter Koenig as Colonel Jason Grant, Bruce Campbell as Captain Ray Tanner. And we got the young bombshell, Lee Lombardi, playing Mira. This was yeah. directed by uh, Bob Dyke and Dyke. written by one Tex Ragsdale. Okay, so let's get some connecting fiber between these people. Uh, a, how much Bruce is in it? 
I mean, he's the second lead. Yeah. A good chunk of like, I wouldn't say like half of the movie is Bruce, but I'd say like a, a good 33%. Yeah. When the movie's crackling, it's a, it's a movie about Bruce Campbell talking to Walter Koenig. Energy. 100% on Bruce. 100%. <laughs> That's right. Which I have thoughts about when we'll get into it when we get to our segment, the Bruce of it all. Right. But how, like, how did Bruce get onto this movie? Like, how does he, how did he get here? Because like, he wasn't in movies at the time. He just made Evil Dead. Yeah. So when they were editing Evil Dead, which took four years, Bruce Campbell took on work in commercials, production assistant. Like he just went, started working those small jobs in Hollywood because he needed a job to pay to live because he's not J- janitor. Uh, yeah. Um, he's not a rich nepotism baby. Por- porn mopper. He started working for this commercial director, this production designer uh, named Bob Dyke. Bob Dyke mm-hmm. always wanted to make movies. He worked. He did the miniature work on Evil Dead 2. He got to know Bruce then. He got to know all those people then. And he's... He, Evil, Evil Dead 2 or Evil Dead? Evil Dead 2. Okay, so he he was... So he, that that's how he got into Evil Dead 2 was through Moontrap. He got into Moontrap because of Evil Dead 2. He, uh, he also worked for Bob Dyke doing commercials before Evil Dead 2. And then they brought Bob Dyke in to do miniature work in Evil Dead 2 because they liked what he did. So Bob Dyke's like, I want to make a sci-fi movie. I've always wanted to make a sci-fi movie. He's done with miniatures. He's done. He's going to be a director, and he has a singular vision, and that vision is Moontrap. Consistent, but like not alone. No. His buddy Tex Ragsdale. Awesome name. Great name. They had class name. They had been conceiving of this movie I mean, Tex Ragsdale in the commentary says he's been thinking of it since he was a child. He looked up at the moon landing at the moon and thought, I have an idea for a story. So keep that in mind if you watch Moontrap, that this was conceived by a child and this world was thought up for two people's lives. Well, it, I should point out here that this is a very similar story to another movie. Uh, one James Cameron was doodling <laughs> in his notebook in junior high about this world called Pandora. Right, yeah. <laughs> I see you. Yeah, no, Avatar was the same deal. He's been thinking about it for, for decades. This is um, Tex Ragsdale's um, Avatar. Yeah, and there was a beautiful little nugget in the commentary and the behind-the-scenes stuff. Someone says, someone asked Bruce Campbell in an interview, uh, tell us what's Moontrap about? And Bruce Campbell, he says... To explain Moontrap in one sentence, all you have to do is say the title. Moontrap. And in the commentary, (laughs) the director says, so Tex, what's Moontrap? And Tex says, Moontrap's about 90 minutes. Man, that's refreshing. It's so good. (laughs) Like, they wanted to just, they wanted to make a space movie. It wasn't about, you know, uh, how nobody listens to women and the real horrors, the alien baby we grow inside us or women's or whatever alien and aliens is about isolation. <laughs> you, you clearly know <laughs> like well, all that shit, you know, no, no. In, instead, it is like you got 90 minutes <laughs> and do you love the moon? Yes. <laughs> and the, the answer is yes. On both of these. So let, let's get this right off the top. Uh, Tyler, do you recommend this movie? Uh, yes, I do recommend this movie. If you can watch bad B movies. Yeah. I also recommend this movie. I had a lot of fun watching Moontrap. Yeah, you, you described it perfectly. It's a good party movie. You have to watch it with friends, mm-hmm. and you have to be mildly drunk. Yeah, and you uh, all, and if you're going to watch it alone, you said you could also... It's a phone movie. Yeah, like, watching it alone doesn't have the same energy. No. Because I think that there's moments in this movie where you want to like get up and cheer and, and clap your hands and say, Yay! <laughs> Yay, it happened! <laughs> well, how, what did we yell out when we were excited about things in Moontrap? 
I, uh, so th- there are certain lines that got me really excited. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, though, it's always the models, mm-hmm. the map paintings. Yeah. And the soundtrack. Yeah. Like th- those three things are like legitimately very good. Those masters, are, masters of the craft, right. set design, lighting, uh, Pro- photography. Professional. Yeah. Like they're really good and they really like, you know, make the process of watching Moontrap very tolerable. Yeah. And we learned through the behind the scenes and the commentary that everybody involved in Moontrap really wanted Moontrap to succeed. They threw their fucking whole ass into this shit. Like they didn't leave anything on the like field they put it all out there to make moon trap as great as it could fucking be yeah there's one problem with moon trap though what, what's that walter koenig <laughs> what's the matter partner getting a little jumpy i, I would argue there's two <laughs> <laughs> okay right. walter koenig and the director and yeah, writer yes yeah i think i think those are the two problems so moon trap is a beautiful <laughs> adonis body of a movie yeah with the brain and central nervous system of I don't know. Not not himbo. We like himbos. No, this is like himbos are are sweet sweet baby boys. Yeah, it's probably uh, they're probably America's greatest resource, but this is not a himbo. It's 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 so beautiful, but it's so empty and and they're, like there's no charisma. It's a himbo has charisma. Yeah. Like angry angry gas station attendant. Yeah. You know, like there, there's a level of like insecurity in this movie that is present throughout. Which could have been pretty powerful for a movie to try and do, but the writing's not there. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the writing of this movie is not how can I make this movie entertaining or how can I make a movie about something? It's a movie that's about 90 minutes long about <laughs> a space moon lore this guy has been thinking about for 30 years. Yo, I, I- when you think B movie, mm-hmm. this is a B movie. Yeah. It was independently funded with almost no budget. Yep. With a tiny crew throwing their fucking ass and everything. All the extras are just people who were working that day. Yeah. But you know who who didn't like need to be here? Walter Koenig. Yeah. Right? Like he he knows that he has weight to throw around on this movie. Mm-hmm. He's legitimate movie star. Yeah. Kind of. Well, he's the most famous person as of this movie's filming. Yeah. So I, the director and the writer uh, had seen an interview with Walter Koenig where he said Oh, I've never been the lead in a movie. It's something I've always By the way, wanted who, to do. Who is Walter Koenig? We should <laughs> okay, <laughs> explain right. who Walter for, Koenig for is. For listeners who don't know who Walter Koenig is, he was in the original 1960s Star Trek. He played Chekhov. He was the little Russian guy, the little <laughs> uh, the guy could, who could, drove could, the Starship Enterprise. Could you give me a, a famous Chekhov line? Oh, here's my gun. No. <laughs> I, have, I have a gun. No. I have a gun. Uh, sorry, nuclear whistles. Thank you. Admiral, we have found the nuclear whistle. Thank you. <laughs> God, I'm trying to do a literary reference so that people know that I'm smart and that I have read and that I understand tropes and I'm not dumb and I shouldn't be self-conscious about it. Tyler, there's so many Chekhov's guns in this movie. Yeah, he's got a whole arsenal. He's got a whole arsenal of guns. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's the guy in Tremors. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, yeah, he's Michael Gross. He just has that wall of guns. Oh, and he also gets a fucking Reba in this movie. Yeah, he, he, he Chekhov's guns and are there everywhere. are worms underground. No, hold on. This is They're dope. robot worms. We're going off track. We're going off track. Get it's, back. No, Come you, back. you're right. You're right. But Tremors is better than this. It but is. No, no, so they they reached out to Walter Koenig because they're like, why don't we make Walter Koenig the star of Moontrap? And, you know. I it, get it. Yeah. Like, we've shot our shot with semi-famous people, and it's worked out a little bit. Yeah. Not going to say anymore. Because sometimes famous people don't respond to my DMs. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> and they shouldn't. Let's be clear. Yeah, they shouldn't. Uh, uh, <laughs> but like no, like you know, it, it lends a air legitimacy. They probably yeah. wouldn't got this thing funded if no. we didn't say, "Hey, we have Walter Koenig, exactly, uh, uh, star of uh, Star Trek Five, the one where they find whales." Yeah, um, you know, and, and so I get it. Like you have to have like you know some legitimacy. Yeah, and Walter Koenig lends it, even though he doesn't lend acting talent. Yeah, so <laughs> let's just address the Koenig in the room. Yeah, Walter Koenig, permanent sidekick energy. Uh, not even good sidekick, not plucky sidekick. He's just, he's a very small man. Yeah. <laughs> Which that's fine. Small men, small kings. We fine. L- list of people, actors that you love that are small. Uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, Danny uh, DeVito. New Jack City. Snipes. Wesley Snipes. <laughs> <laughs> but his name isn't New Jack City. It's Blade. Actually. It's Blade. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. There will never be another Blade other than Wesley Snipes. Oh, God, sorry, this- Mahershala Ali. You'll probably be good. But you'll, be, you'll be, you won't be blade in my head. No, you really won't. I'm be, sorry. And you know why? Like he's crazy because he will never get a line as good as some motherfuckers always try to ice skate up hills. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate up hill. They should have let him commit tax fraud. <laughs> yeah, blade, <laughs> blade can do a little tax fraud as a treat. He should be able to do it. I love blade. He did so much for he he really kicked off more than Spider Man I think he kicked off Marvel movies. Uh, not not gonna have that argument I, here. I'm just throwing no, it out. No no no, we won't do that here. But Koenig, he's a small diminutive man, which is fine. Yeah, but that carries through in his charisma and his stage confidence. Like there's none. There's none. There's none, and he's almost like he doesn't. Fit in, he's afraid to take an action role in this movie. Yeah. And it reads like he's just so... He's timid. Yeah, timid. Timid's the perfect word for how he is. He's he's timid and insecure, and he's supposed to be like... He's supposed to be Kirk. Yeah. And he's not Kirk. No, no. He's He does not... He, he's, a, he's a checkoff. <laughs> he, doesn't, he does not step up in this movie. And it's wild because this movie fucking opens with him trying to be Captain Kirk. They do a long fucking Star Trek parody at the beginning. The final frontier. The space shuttle Camelot journeys into the void, braving the dark depths of the universe. Manned by the daring and adventurous Colonel Jason Grant and his dynamic partner, Commander Ray Tanner. Who at this very moment is probably dreaming about food. Let, let's just get into this movie, yeah, right? So, so it, it kicks I re- off. Yes, yeah. I recommend Moontrap. Yes, Mo- Moontrap. Good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you should watch it. Even though we do bitch about Walter Koenig, he doesn't drag it down enough that we don't like it. No, Bruce saves a lot of it. He really does. So this movie starts by like showing the moon landing. The actual moon landing. The real footage. Yeah, we get um, Buzz Aldrin. Um, okay, go. What's the other one? Uh, Neil Armstrong. Okay. Um, uh, 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 Ringo Starr. Oh, uh, Yeah. It's not good. I don't. The joke is nobody remembers that third guy. Who's that third guy? It was Walter Koenig in this movie. Like they play it off as it being Walter Koenig. Right. That's fine because nobody cares about that third guy. So we get the moon landing. Yeah. We get the intercut with the actual moon landing footage is something (laughs) slithering under the ground on the moon. Tremor style. Tremor style. Yeah. There's a Tremor's guy in there and and now, oh, pokes a little uh, sensor, (laughs) sensor prod. Yeah. A little robot gagoo poops its head out of the ground. (laughs) 
set on the moon. On the moon. And then cuts black. Credits. Four minutes of credits. That's not even an exaggeration. That's not four <laughs> minutes. Four fucking minutes of this 90-minute movie they, they insert, is like, opening credits. That doesn't yeah. even count end credits. Ugh. No, and like, it, it's. I think it's a mistake a lot of like new creative people make, which mm-hmm. is like, we're going to put our name on everything. Mm-hmm. Right? Director. Yeah. Actor. Producer. Writer. Yep. It's like everything. And then like we get this background noise of like Walter Koenig and, and uh, Houston. Yeah. This chit chat and like, oh, oh, you like golf? Oh, the weather down there sucks. Ah, oh, sure is routine going to space. We're bored of space. Yeah. Uh, does, it doesn't matter. Like we, we, we get to um, the, the initial title. We get Moontrap. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we, we see Walter Koenig. A beautiful get- panning shot of space in the spaceship mm-hmm. while he's talking like Captain Kirk about how he's boldly going into space, a frontier unknown by man, blah, like, blah, that's hope bit, for the future. That's a bit weird from like uh, meta-textually, right? Yeah. Like outside of outside of the film, like Walter Koenig like knows, you know, uh, Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> like he knows like William Shatner in person, right? Mm-hmm. Like he knows the guy. Yeah, he and does. He's, he's just there like, you know. Making, he's doing his bit. Right, he's doing his bit. And it like, it's weird. It's, I don't know. Like, it could work if Walter Koenig could sell it. If he had charisma. If he had charisma, right? Right. But the, you can do anything if you have charisma. You could, you could kill a man if yeah. you had charisma. Yeah. In fact, charismatic listeners, go out there and kill someone. Bad. See if you can get away with it. Let's be clear. Kill bad people. Also, oh, legal, yeah, bad. legally, don't kill anyone. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Don't really kill anyone. You could do it in Minecraft. Or uh, you could do it in Fortnite. Yeah, kill everyone. In Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do that. Nay, I'm going to buy a Mr. Beast skin and play you at Fortnite and just let you dome me. Just fucking kill me. Beat me to death with that new hammer. Yeah, would you give me a million dollars if I did that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, any, anyways, anyways. We, yeah, we, we get, after that little bit, we get what is the best part. The best parts of this movie is the banter between one Bruce Campbell and Walter Koenig. Yeah, like because Bruce can carry it. Yeah, like Bruce Campbell. The thing about him, that motherfucker's got chemistry with everyone. Yeah, and and also like he he doesn't phone it in at least not in the early stages of his career. No, no, right? no. He's he's really trying. It, like honestly, he should have phoned it in. Like Moontrap doesn't deserve this right. kind of energy. But um, Bruce Campbell does not phone it in ever. That's his thing, though. He doesn't. No, and and like they. Even the conversation isn't like super interesting. They're talking about their Top Gun nicknames. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, because they they were both like NASA is an arm of the military, which right. is something I forget. Yeah, quite a bot. Yeah, uh, the Nazi aerospace. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> administration. That's what they call it. It's true. Look up a paperclip. That's what it was, right? Yeah, uh, Operation Paperclip. Clippy, get it. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you see Clippy, just know a Nazi <laughs> made that. That that's right. It's true. Um, anyways, uh, Bruce Campbell, um, what, oh, I should use his actor, character name, huh? Ray uh, Tanner. Ray Tanner. <laughs> Ray Tanner. Um, his, his, uh, handle in, uh, in, uh, air school, mm-hmm. army air school. Mm-hmm. Top gun air, school. Air force. <laughs> the air force. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his name was the penetrator. The penetrator. First one in, last one out. I bet you even had one of those top gun nicknames, right? Aha! There must be a reason why you never told me. Come on, what was it? Look, I'll even tell you mine first, okay? Einstein. 
They always said I thought my way out of tough scrapes over Nam. Einstein Grant. Come on. That's an order. Let me hear it. The, uh, the penetrator. <laughs> ah, come on, look, because I always went the farthest into the target, goddammit. Libya, Tunisia, Lebanon, it was me, pal. I was always first in, last out. The penetrator. I love it. Uh, I love you, it. you, sir. Pretty good nickname. Like, okay. if I could have a nickname, I would want something as powerful as the penetrator. I mean, so, like, I'm going to address, you know, it should be obvious. It's sexual. It's a sexual thing. He to pen- you, he penetrates. Given what he tries to do later in the movie, yes, he does try to penetrate. But the real penetrator in this movie is Walter Koenig. Walter Koenig, who uh, his handle, his name is Einstein. Yes, he, <laughs> why he, why he, he, he Einstein? thinks his way out of there. He thinks his way out of the problem. He is that, such a bad line deliverer. He, he's such a bad line deliverer, and all the things relating to his characters, how everyone's saying how cool he is. <laughs> how, how smart he is. That's right. Like, and then that, that trend continues, right? Yeah. Uh, so, but they're, they're, they're flying around, they're bored in space, mm-hmm. and wouldn't you know it, a big thing pops up on their radar. A, yeah, a giant fucking spaceship. Like the, the, like, the size of, I would say, seven to eight RVs. Yeah. That's what it looked sure? like. Sure. No, it was bigger than that. It was it's like a no, building. I would say like a Walmart. Yeah. The, it was like your car outside of a Walmart <laughs> on its side. Right. It's huge. And a huge dead spaceship. Right. And like everyone is amazed, kind of. They're like, oh, wow, this is insane. Wonder what this is. Right. And, and Bruce Campbell's like, I'm headed out there. Walter Koenig. Bullshit. Bullshit. I'm out the door, Houston, and then immediately, without any transition or him even getting on the seat, he is just flying <laughs> towards the spaceship. The, this God, they did not understand transitions. Like no, but like I love it. I do too. It's it, it's charming. <laughs> it's charming, and honestly, if I if I thought it was done intentionally, I'd think it was a masterful maneuver of right. a way of moving. It the was movie. though, because like in the commentary, they were talking about like you know like we we wanted to really cut the fat. We didn't want to like bore people with like him getting out of the seat and putting on the spacesuit and getting into the little <laughs> space rover, right. uh, you know, like the little uh, air the suit, machine. Yeah, the vent, the right. Airlock. Like yeah, it's just like no, just get him into space, yeah. and they're not entirely wrong but <laughs> no. like there's a language in movies where you kind of have to imply that things are about to happen yeah you you kind of have to tell the audience otherwise people who can't connect dots it takes a while for your brain to catch up yeah and it's, it's not even like people can't connect dots like brains can't like right. it's, it's it's not like you know how like you know used you you are to movies like it your brain needs help so like if i'm like filming a movie and i i get into and I would say I want to go to Walmart. Mm-hmm. I need to film me getting in, like getting into the car and buckling up, and then maybe driving on the driveway. But we don't need to see me going into like the road and turning no. and doing mm-hmm. any of that business. That's the part you do cut. Yeah. But the, it's important to show me getting into the car because otherwise I'm sitting on the couch and then I'm at Walmart yeah. standing. Uh huh. <laughs> right. And and it, it's jarring. It throws you off. It's like, oh shit, is he dreaming? Yeah. And sometimes that works really well in movies. It works really well in this. Like, I think it's a masterful technique, but I don't think that they knew they yeah, were no, doing that. No, that wasn't purposeful. Unintentional, like, cool, cool <laughs> trick. Because, <laughs> like, it, it reads like he just jumped out of the window <laughs> and is now <laughs> flying towards the spaceship. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but I, I love these parts because like it shows the model work and the model work is really yeah, good. Yeah, the special effects hold the fuck up. Yeah, you see like this tiny little astronaut guy just like kind of flying around and like yeah. yes, it's obviously a figurine of a guy in a little mm-hmm. astronaut chair. Um, but I don't care. Yeah, it's it's stylized and it's fun. It like the people who worked on the matte paintings, uh, obviously masters at what they do. Sure, the, yeah. the models masters at what they do. Right, and like th- then that shit is hard. Um, you know, but like it, and you want know to remind me of too, like mm. you didn't watch a lot of the original series and neither did I of mm-hmm. Star Trek. Yeah. Um, but it's, it, it is one of those like models, right? Where mm-hmm. you just kind of like see like, you know, the, the enterprise kind of floating there. You can yeah. almost see the strings uh-huh. a little bit. Um, it's like this, but in its finest form. Yeah. Right. It's like the new Thunderbirds movie. Oh God. <laughs> right. Where it's like really good models and really effective. It's just like, it's going to look like a model, but like, I'm okay with it. Right. Anyways, just like pointing out here, models are fantastic. They're good. Super good. So, and Walter Koenig floats up to a hole in this ship. Yeah. Finds a big goofy <laughs> football shaped egg pod. He, yeah. He, f- he finds the egg pod and he, he looks at him. He's like, Oh, there's some sort of weird egg pod here. Mm hmm. Um, and he, he picks it up and he's like, I'm taking this with me. He also sees like some hieroglyphics and he's like, oh, there's a whole society here. This is pretty strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, huh. Neat. Like well, he's again, very nonplussed about the whole situation. Yeah. Everyone's like, okay. Looks like there's writing of some kind. Any of it look familiar? Strange hieroglyphics. Not like anything I've ever seen before. And now I'm coming up on a breach in the hall. Careful, man. Don't get carried away. There's something else in here. I think I can reach it. First thing I've seen that isn't all burned to hell. Okay. Got it. What is it? I have no idea. And then he's like reading the hieroglyphics and then like in behind comes like this this dead body that's like floating right behind him and it's supposed to be like a spooky jump scare kind of situation. He turns around, he's like, Oh, dead body. <laughs> yeah. It just it is like, oh huh. and then we get another great cut immediately to the NASA morgue. <laughs> Right, yeah. It's just like, oh, I better take this down. And then, like, they're in the morgue. Yeah, they're back on Earth at the morgue. Now, is it like, do you think that NASA, like, real NASA has a morgue? And I say morgue in the sense of, like... Cold they, room with a metal slab? No, if they found, like, an alien, do they have, like, an in case we find an alien room? Of course they fucking do. Do you think so? Of course they do. Or did. It probably has nothing in it now. Yeah, like, well, I mean, like, after you go up a couple times and you don't find any aliens, you're probably like, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> this isn't happening. Close down the room. Take, yeah. it, take it down. We don't need the, the slab anymore or the, the harsh lights. <laughs> it's not happening. We, there's life out there, maybe, but it ain't interested in us. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like... Anyways, and they're so, talking about how this is amazing, momentous discovery, and then the government bureaucrats like, I don't think this is real. Right, you're bullshitting me. Like, there's a scientist in the back who's like, Oh man, we carbon dated this thing, right? And it's it's fourteen thousand years it's old. It's fourteen thousand year old. Like, and and we found like extraterrestrial life. This is amazing. This is proof. In comes this fucking suit. He's like. Nah, I don't want to tell the president that there's aliens. Yeah, that's fake. You're all fucking faking it. You're fakers. You're faking it. 
He didn't really. <laughs> no, that's exactly what he sounded like. It's uh, you're fucking fake. And it. if you don't trust us, watch Moontrap. Please watch Moontrap. <laughs> Someone else. And if you want, watch the sequel to Moontrap, which we did, and we'll talk about later. Well, yeah, we'll talk about the sequel to Moontrap. <sighs> but um, yeah. So that's that's the plot for like the good first half is like the government doesn't want to go up and check out the spaceship. <laughs> yeah. For no reason. No, like the, the reason is, is like, ah, uh, budget, you know, budget cut those bureaucrats, right? Yeah, that's that, right. And like, you know, they, they're, they're sitting there the entire time. They're trying to convince this fucking suit. There's a scientist there. He's like, global warming is real. It's like, yeah, yeah. whatever you say, scientist. It's <laughs> 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 like normal. Right. And so like this part of the plot, who cares? Right? Don't because, care. Because we know they're going back. <laughs> yeah. The movie's called Moon Trap. If they never go to the moon, I don't know. Right. So we get something much more interesting. What's that? The moon pod comes to life. It splits open. Right. Shoots its tentacles out. Yeah. It, it, it is like starts feeling around this dead body. <laughs> it scans it and then we get the history of the dead body. Yeah. It's it scans. <laughs> It scans it, and we get, like, this little, like, animated sequence where we see it, like, on the spaceship, and it's just like, oh, there's a whole civilization in that spaceship, and this is where this dead body came from. Cool. And he starts, like, making a horrific moon trap monster yeah, out of him. Yeah, he built, like, he's a machine who, like, takes this corpse and builds himself a body Which out of the corpse. rules! Yeah, he rips... That's, that's he, so cool! It rips shit off the walls to help build his body, because the only thing it has is its brain egg pod. Right. Conceptually, perfect concept for super a, a fucking, monster. Super fucking sweet. Right. So these dopes are talking about, oh, we can't go to the moon, but we got blah, blah, blah. A lady comes into the moon trap morgue room. Mm -hmm. Moon trap fucking splats her. Yeah. Like, well, this whole place is like messed up, right? Because the yep. moon trap. And by the way, for future reference, we call the creatures moon traps. Yeah, they have names. <laughs> we don't care. They're moon traps. <laughs> They're just moon traps. We yelled moon trap out probably 30 to 40 times while watching moon trap because every time we saw the moon trap come on screen, we'd scream moon trap. <laughs> right. Highly recommend doing that if you watch moon trap. It's a real treat to yeah. do it that way. And so like when we say moon trap, we mean the monster. Yeah. Or if we uh, say that's a moon trap, that means we loved what just happened. <laughs> that's right. I think it might carry on after moon trap. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> There's a Moon Trap is a very influential movie for Bruce Campbell, I think. And I'll get into that with the Bruce of it all. Okay. So, yeah, the Moon Trap has, like, messed up this room because he's made himself a body, which yeah. which I just, I love Akira. Like, I don't think that, yeah, it, that's something I should yeah, be ashamed it, of. Like, it does, why would you be ashamed of that? No, no, no yeah, like, not at all, because, like, he, he kind of, like, Akira's himself a body. He just, yeah. like, uses his little tentacles to, like, make little, like, chair legs yeah. and, like, you know, just takes whatever he can to build himself a cool yeah, moon he, trap body. He's clomping around, doing his moon trap thing. Kills a lady. Kills a, like, kills a lady. Everything then, a moon trap should do, he's doing it. Right, and so... NASA SWAT team gets <laughs> called into this room because they heard a commotion. Yeah, NASA SWAT. Hey, could you could. could you describe like the uniform of the NASA SWAT team? Well, it's very ornate. It's dark brown with the hat, and it says <laughs> NASA. And they I mean, got an M sixteen. Uh, to be fair though, that those it's the style hat that I love. It's like that kind of like cylindrical hat, uh -huh. where it's like you know a complete circle at the top and then like flat. Yeah, or a complete circle around like the military then, hat, and then like flat at the top. It's great. The NASA hat. Bring back that NASA hat. <laughs> yeah, they find the dead body. They, they show up with their their M fours, and like, <laughs> uh, yeah, like uh, Houston, we have a situation. <laughs> and then we we cut back to the bureaucrats. 
Walter Kane and Bruce Campbell, they're having their little like Well Bruce, no, Walter Kane specifically, they're sitting at the table. Bruce doesn't care almost. Like yeah, he's out getting a coffee. He's over there fighting a vending machine, doing some broad physical comedy, just doing what he can. Yeah, he's bringing like whatever he can to this plot. I was not watching the plots. The first time we watched Moontrap, I was not listening to him. I was watching him fight a coffee machine in the background. Uh, so that this was before our time, like those style of coffee machines. Yeah, where like you hit the, the cup in, you hit the button, it's like shits coffee in your glass. Yeah, yeah. And like I always picture like the I can picture the cups where it's like the like poker cups. Yeah. You know, or it's like mm-hmm. it has like a card in the back, it's just to win a prize. Or can you picture that or are you just remembering Terminator 2? I think I might just be remembering Terminator 2. Yeah. But like I, I remember did having like ha- uh, growing up having cups where they had like the paper handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the Dixie cups that had the paper handle. Yep. It was one of them's that coffee is probably Ass nasty. Well, I mean, we have those now. They're just Keurigs. This is just like a red box for cur- coffee, like a Keurig. No, I thought it has like a tank of just like coffee. It keeps oh, it hopping. probably does. <laughs> like there's probably like a guy who comes in with like a, a, a gasoline can <laughs> yeah, and just yeah, like pours it in. He's like, driving the gas truck full of coffee. It's just hooking the hose up <laughs> in the vending machine. I, like right though, I think that might be real. The, re- the real Mr. Coffee is the one driving the truck. It's the lifeblood of America. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Gotta keep me in my bean juice, you know? Mm. Oh, yeah. Get, get away. Jitter juice. Get <laughs> some jitter juice. <laughs> I hate jitter juice. That phrase so fucking much. J- I, jitter juice is coffee, I hate by the way. Jitter juice. I hate when people call it mud. It's just, it's just fucking coffee. Drink it black. I'm going to have myself a cup of Joe. Joe Biden? Cup of Joe Biden. <laughs> Uh, Anyways, this, I'm gonna wake up with the board. This this machine, <laughs> we can't do it. So this fucking machine sucks. Yeah. It's not spinning out the coffee. It's not giving Bruce his goddamn cup of Joe. Right. And so he does the only thing that a red blooded American can do, and he does a full complete spin kick. Yeah, he spin kicks the coffee machine. It poops out his coffee, <laughs> and he looks at the table and goes, "We don't take no shit from no machines." Yeah. Hey, we don't take no shit from a machine. What the hell's going on? Security breach! Intruder in the basement! Stay there! And I love it for multiple reasons, because A, it shows up a lot in this movie. Yeah. And it's improv Yes. They did not write that line. Bruce wrote that line. Yes. That's a Bruce line. Uh-huh. And it becomes a heavy factor and repeated several times in this fucking movie. And uh, uh, might I say, this is the point where we're like, hey, you know, Bruce Campbell probably isn't a bad writer. Uh, I know for a fact that he is not. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would say he's hit or miss with his writing. Uh, you know, fair. Okay. How about this? He's a, a class A creative. Yes. I think Bruce Campbell is an ideas man. Right. Yes. That's okay. what he is. Yes. He's an ideas man. He had a good idea for a line this one time. Yep. We don't take no shit from no machine. Yep. Um, and so but that's when NASA SWAT comes in. It's like, hey, there the machine heard that. Yeah. Uh, moon trap is loose. Right. Like there's guys running down the hallway. They, they yell at Walter Koenig and the gang and say, hey, there's a moon trap. <laughs> and they all like, oh, and oh. They, they start running down the hall. Yeah. They run to the hall. We get this beautiful backlit shot of the monster. It's the first full shot of the monster we see. Real, real Terminator vibes. Right. Super. Yeah. Super yeah. Terminator vibes. And it 
looks fucking sick. It's like nine feet tall. It's cobbled together with machine. It's got that corpse's rib cage for a torso mixed in with machine. Man. It's got the egg pod on the head with the bottom half of the skull for a mouth. I, I fucking love the design of Moontrap. The Moontrap looks so fucking like, sick. Yeah. Yes, we know that. Okay. We know that the Moontrap is never seen walking. Or moving. <laughs> I don't. I don't need that though. I don't, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't move. need it. Other people will get mad or mention it. We know it doesn't move. We know it doesn't move because of the budget. We don't care. Right. The design is cool enough that like I. I really don't care that it moves. It looks fucking sick. This moon trap. So I. I like to describe this moon trap as my favorite robo. F- robo. <laughs> my favorite robot. <laughs> From RoboCop Two, Cyborg, you, please, Cyborg from RoboCop Two. Do yeah. you know? Do you know the Cyborg? Yeah, of course, I fucking know it. <laughs> cyborg, you mean? Could you describe the Cyborg for me? So this Cyborg, they're releasing new RoboCops. Yeah, and they talk about how this RoboCop is the new RoboCop, and he strolls forward. He pulls out a gun. He shoots two scientists. Then no, no, it's not that one. No, yeah, isn't it that one? No, because that one just shoots himself. Yeah, that one just shoots himself. This one, the Robocop you're thinking of is the machine who rips off its head and a skull screams as it dies. OCP is proud to present the future of urban pacification. Robocop 2. It's and like that that whole sequence is great. It's the best part of Robocop 2, if we're yeah. being honest. Yeah, it's, for just, sure. it's a cavalcade of body horror. Uh-huh. And that's what this moon trap is. He yep. belongs right in that lineup. Yes, he is chunked <laughs> together human pieces to make I, a body. I, I feel that if this moon trap could speak, it would only scream. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel. I mean, it does kind of scream in the like its language is lasers from its eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's its love language is lasers. <laughs> And we know that because the scientist, this this fucking hippie from Berkeley, goes up and tries to make peace. He like hands him a joint. Yeah, <laughs> like, come like on, we man. come in peace, man. Our cultures can learn from one another. Why don't we bridge the gap between our societies and become one? He practically w- he practically puts a flower in the moon trap's gun. It's exactly <laughs> that. It's exactly that. And the moon trap lasers him right just blasts his arm he gets a little like scraped and he says shoot that son of a bitch (laughs) get the son of a bitch let him have it open fire and then hits the deck yeah and i mean you know scratch (laughs) scratch a scientist he's not dead he he makes it i'm just saying scratch a liberal and a fascist bleeds you know that thing well read i've got theory yeah you read theory Uh uh-huh what what does marx have to say about moon traps what part of uh, Das Kapital is the moon trap? <laughs> Don't. <laughs> hey, look, the cost of making a moon trap. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's just like the jacket shit, okay? <laughs> so moon trap is the jacket in this scenario. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Who's benefiting? Us. <laughs> okay. Because we see the moon trap. That's right. So, no, but, okay. the army starts unloading on the moon trap. Nothing can touch the moon trap. Moon trap is fucking invincible. He's shooting lightning from his eyes. Well, like m- much like RoboCop, they're they're missing the key part. Like, because I'm always like, why don't you just shoot RoboCop in the mouth? Mm-hmm. Like, a lot, I think a lot of people say that. Yeah. So I think like Moon Moon trap has a similar weakness, and we'll see it here. Because, it's the egg pod, right? Because Walter Walter Koenig. I need to stop saying Walter Koenig. 
Well, actually, no, he doesn't inhabit the role of Colonel Jason Grant. Colonel Jason Grant. So I'm just going to call him Walter Koenig. He's Walter Koenig. He can't be anything other than Walter Koenig. He's a fucking weirdo old creep. Yeah. So uh, the hero of the story <laughs> says, hold on, guys. I got this. He climbs up into the vent and he can fit into it because he's a little guy. Yeah. And the <laughs> vent, like, it's a normal size vent. He's just very tiny in it. That's right. You the know, guy could practically stand up in it. Right. Like, you know, Bruce Willis, he was having a hard time mm-hmm, crawling around in the vents. Uh, this <laughs> Walter Kennedy could just like practically just like stand up. Yeah, and, he could and do walk. cartwheels. <laughs> he, could, he could crab walk in it at least. <laughs> Anyways, he, he like he, he's put together the plan. He looks at the sprinklers above the lightning shooting moon trap. Yeah. Realizes there's a vent. It's yeah. like, oh, they're telling the audience. So they're going to rain water down on this right. ro- lightning robot. Einstein is smart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what happens, right? Yeah, uh, kind of. <laughs> well, what happens? Well, let me, let me tell you. Uh, so he, he goes up there with his shotgun. He, he sees the moon traps, big old dome. And he like blasts it. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he, he, he uses his Chekhov's gun to blow off moon traps head. Yeah, we don't need to have any creative solution to kill moon trap. You just fucking shoot it you in the head. You shoot it in the head. That's how you kill a moon trap. That's yeah, moon trap, zombie, whatever. Not, not, not weak to water, not nope. weak to what was um actually yeah, the aliens and science was water too, mm-hmm, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, not weak to um sneezing. Mm-mm. Um, you know, you just gotta shoot in the shoot it in the dome. You shoot it in the dome. Right. You dome that moon trap, it's over. Right. He domes the moon trap, he he jumps down from the ceiling and everyone gives him a high five. Uh cut to his son reading a comic and uh, him doing push-ups. Uh, He's getting jacked. Uh, He's looking fit. We get to see 55-year-old Walter Koenig doing push-ups. So here's I mean- the... He's doing a good job, right? No, like, like he's a he's a fit guy. Yeah, for he's okay. Yeah, it's not like bad. he beats his son in a push-up contest. But what's really, really <laughs> like, striking about yeah. this scene is it the push-up contest with his son, which that- he wins. <laughs> you win, Dad. Old man still got it, huh? Huh? Oh, sure, Dad. All right. I mean, yes, the content is the most striking, but I I digested this first visually, and the more I've thought about this, it's viscerally gross how Walter Koenig looks in the scene because he's it's a very it's a completely white house. Yeah, no no decorations, none, just white. It's overlit. Walter Koenig's wearing the worst fucking uh, hairpiece I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. He's covered in overdone stage makeup with rosy cheeks, white yeah. around, white makeup around think, the eyes. Think high school theater. If you've yeah. done high school theater or like community theater mm-hmm. where they just overdo the makeup. Like definitely high school theater. It's like overdone. He yeah. he looks. They spent all that budget on the models and, and not on, uh, you know, makeup person. Like when grandma does her makeup and it's like, yeah. oh, grandma. Yeah, it's We fine. should take you back to the home. I can smell your catheter. Huh. That's just how he looks. And then the scene. The scene is even worse textually and like subtextually because what 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 is what is the what is the text of the scene? What is the subtext of the scene? He's he does so the text of the scene is he does a push-up contest with his son and wins. <laughs> and then he decides he's going to cook his son dinner. Yeah. All the while the son is talking about how his mom has a new bodybuilder boyfriend mm-hmm. and the mom is getting super into bodybuilding and eating healthy now to which Walter Koenig says, well, I guess we're having grease burgers. <laughs> Did 
She says she wants to get in touch with her body. Good for her. So, grease burgers it is. Just don't tell her, all right? Okay. And like that, and it's read to be like comedy. We're supposed to laugh at the the grease burgers line, right? Yeah, but or, it, I, or maybe not. Actually, no, I was wrong. I think it's supposed to be like a bitter, spiteful thing. Yeah, like we're gonna it, stick it, it to my bitch ex wife. We're having grease burgers. You, know, it reminds me of like a, a you know Kelly from the Onion. Uh, he does, yeah, he does, yeah, he does yeah, the yeah. comic the strip. cartoons. Yeah, yeah, he does the comic strip in the Onions. He did the sicko comic. Uh-huh. If you've seen that, yeah, there's one that that has a guy drinking. Uh, underneath an umbrella and it has like you know ex-wife alimony payments um <laughs> constant nagging and then below this is a happy guy drinking a thing that says whiskey sours because <laughs> <laughs> <It's- laughs> you know? the umbrella is the whiskey sour it, it's like it's like take my wife please in the worst form yeah because his wife is actually gone <laughs> yeah and like that's the text of the scene the subtext of the scene is that he still like can exercise and is virile and is an astronaut, and is still tough or something. Yeah, well, it it's one of those things that like is a good character trait. I think yeah. if you had a good actor, because like, yeah, it, it's it's kind of like Mel Gibson. Yeah. Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon, as much as you know, like Mel Gibson, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> we we can't talk about Mel Gibson. Um, although I do want to see the beaver out of a grim curiosity. <laughs> it's been on the plex for so long. We should just pull the fucking trigger. <laughs> I'm here to save your damn life. <laughs> Bloody hell. Look at you. I'm sick. Do you want to get better? Who are you? I'm the beaver, Walter. And I'm here to save your damn life. <laughs> I, I don't want to watch it because I know it won't be what I think it is. Yeah, I, yes. Anybody listening, look up a trailer for Mel Gibson's The Beaver. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, I'm splicing in The Beaver. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, I'm splicing in some beaver later, too. Oh, oh. oh. Um, but like Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon, he's like drunk, living on a houseboat, hella divorced, yeah, super divorced. Mm-hmm. Life fell apart because that was his only sense of meaning was mm-hmm. in marriage, right? And like that's that would be good for a Walter Koenig here, burnt out astronaut, feeling insecure, trying to keep up with his son, right? Showing him that he's a real man because you know ex wife's kind of getting railed by a surfer bodybuilder, <laughs> yeah, and she's reconnecting to her body, yeah, which. Weird thing to say to your son. <laughs> Maybe that again, like, you know, like, hey, 80s was a weird time. Right. Overshares everywhere. That's right. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not saying like, you know, actually, no, I am explicitly saying hide your sin- sexual connections from your son. Yeah, please. You, you should not. <laughs> don't yeah, do that. Yeah, don't do that to your 10 year old son or whatever. He might make his his uh, his dad insecure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just weird. And Walter Koenig. He cannot deliver these lines. No. Like the son tells him about all this and his response is like, good, good for her, good for her. Good for her. Oh, good for her. Like where, that, that's supposed to be like, oh, I'm feeling insecure about my wife getting absolutely just like railed by Mr. Muscle. Yeah, by a guy who's taller than five, six and he's that's, built like a Greek god. Like he's picturing like the brownie paper towel guy just like totally <laughs> railing his wife. <sighs> like he he was the one that was dumped in this marriage. Yes. Like that that that's implied here. Well, yeah. it should be implied here. <laughs> yeah, because the son is like a dweeb reading a comic book. Right. Like, yeah, mom's really getting her fucking okay. back blown out. M- Mr. Actor, give it to me, right? Like, wh- wh- how would you deliver the, oh, well, good for her line? 
Oh, we're doing this is yeah, going to no, be a thing yeah, we do. Do, do okay. the thing. Yeah, do it. Give it to me. If we if we're making fun of him, we got to be able to do it better. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so set me up. Sell, sell me the scene, and I'll. Okay, you're talking with your son who mm-hmm. who um you staying mostly with her her mom uh with his, you know his mom now mm-hmm. like you know he's spending like five days a week there right and he's telling you about like this new guy that's been hanging around right like this buff guy that's been working out you know getting stronger mm-hmm. um and she seems really happy mm-hmm. and and that does not make you feel good because you're not happy mm-hmm. right you you're not as happy as she is she actually got more out of this breakup than you got okay oh. <laughs> good for her good good for her right that was better than walter koenig yeah you got like okay the feedback you, you gotta you chewed the set but then again you should ham it up a little bit you should really like he does not have any energy okay so you want me to do it more energetic yeah g- give okay. me give me like like give me real b movie energy okay yeah okay uh just feed me any line and i'll go after that okay um yeah no mom's getting really fit oh <laughs> good um good for her just good for her yeah that's how you do that per- perfect better than walter Kennedy, professional <laughs> actor because like I-, I don't know like does he he's done with acting that, yeah. that, that's where i'm at with this right yeah like, he's just, 55 yeah he's i'm 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 done talking about walter Kennedy because i think we've driven this point to death but my conclusion with it, he's done. He's done with acting. He doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, he does. He doesn't care about Colonel Jason Grant, codename Einstein. <laughs> we do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want to. Yeah. That's a that's a great setup. Like, who's who's our hero that's gonna kill a moon trap? He's already killed one moon trap. We know he's badass. But this scene right after showing us that he's badass, a thinker can kill a moon trap. Not as good as mom's new boyfriend. <laughs> and like, he just killed an alien. <laughs> he, he saw that weird fucker E.T. and shot it. <laughs> Maybe have some reaction to that. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe have feelings about killing E.T. <laughs> but nope. Nothing. Nothing. No, no, we like- see hamburgers tonight. <laughs> And like what? Yeah, I, like I don't know. I don't want to get in the business of rewriting Moontrap, but okay, and, make your grease burgers. And he gets a call. Yeah, the son um, picks up the phone. Oh boy! Uh-oh. Guess who's calling? Guess who's calling from the strip club? Oh, it's our boy, our wonderful, fabulous Ray Tanner. Ray Tanner, right? Because we can describe Ray Tanner as a character. We can, especially after this next scene. Bruce Campbell, aka Ray Tanner, he's at uh, Lucy's. The Joey's. Stri- Joey's. Joey's. Joey's the strip club. <laughs> And he's he's there. He's getting lit, wasted. He's calling his coworkers. Yeah, he needs to be picked up. <laughs> yeah, he's running his mouth about how he's going to the moon. Yeah, and, and like we get some more of I uh, guess what we'll call the for daddies. Yeah, this one is for daddy because like cut to loud music, titties, strip club scene. <gasps> All right. Uh, this this was produced by Irvin Shapiro, same guy who produced Evil Dead, like the schlock B movie master, the right. 80, like twenties through eighties. Yeah, and he's like, you know, what would make this movie sell? Little TNA, a little titty, little on the screen, little Bang. something for daddy, a little something for daddy. So kabumo, we get, uh, you know, a stripper. <laughs> it's, like it's it's a bummer to see some of that shit. Well, it, it's it's fine. Like I don't think it detracts from the scene, to be honest. I I kind of do only like, only because. 
I've been doing this thing where anything I watch or read, I try to like all of it. I think, why is this here? What yeah. does this serve the story? Does this serve the character? Does this serve anything? And this does not. It is super, superfluous, just gratuitous. Well, it, it's exclusionary, right? Because the yeah. whole idea is that it's for daddy. Yeah. And when I think when we and say ten percent of mommies or true. whatever, however, whatever well, the numbers are for me to be a good ally. There you go. <laughs> Covered. <laughs> Nobody can yell at him now. No, it no, really like, it does bum me out to see this shit in movies. Yeah, it's meant to be exclusionary because it's it's for men. Yeah, right? it's for mm-hmm. for men to look at a thing and like, oh, <laughs> maybe later I could crank on my little worm about this. <laughs> and like, it, I think it's fine to have a scene in a strip club. Yeah, that's fine. Like, there's a way to do this scene where this it's is not like, like a minute long, like dancing. Yeah, it, well, it's just like you could have shown him in a strip club. Yeah, like, it, but like, you don't need to start with titty, 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 Anyways, all I'm trying to say is that you can have titties in a movie. They can even be sexualized, yeah. but not in this way. They don't do it right. Yeah. Um. Anywho, so we we cut to Bruce, and he's he's uh, chatting up this waitress by threatening to punch her to the moon. That's if you're cut off. Now, come on, Cindy. You know I wouldn't send you to the moon alone. Now, come on, will you just give me one lousy beer? That is lousy beer. Okay. But this is the last one for you, moon man. Well, he's, he's quoting the honeymooners. I know. I it's know. not good, but... I like, mean, she, I personally she, wouldn't threaten to hit a server if I wanted to have sex with a server. But, well, the honeymooners was old in the 90s. So, like, she was just like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Bang, zoom, straight to the moon. You're cut off. I do yeah. not appreciate this threat of violence. Ugh. Which, I mean, like, what context do you have of the Honeymooners? I uh, know it as the old thing that gets quoted. Yeah, that's it. I've never seen it. <laughs> or was it Honeymooners? Yeah, it was the, it was the Honeymooners. Was uh, it? Yeah. You're, Wasn't uh, that the Bruce Willis thing, though? We're thinking All in the Family? Was it All in the Family? No, All in the Family was the like... The old racist guy. Old racist guy piano intro. Isn't that... Isn't Honeymooners also old racist guy? Well, I mean, probably they're all old racist guy. Uh, yeah, but like... so. But the thing is, though, Bruce is putting on a character affectation. Yeah. Like, characters Bruce, while junk, would yell out a Honeymooners line. Yeah, like, he's putting energy. He's moving his body. He's like... Trying what? to be stupid and chariz- charismatic. Yeah. It's like, Wait, okay. Describe Ray Tanner. What what are the character traits of Ray Tanner? First in, last out, the penetrator. Okay, great. <laughs> like that was no, that was an incredible piece of like foreshadowing who he is. Yeah, because he's like a sex obsessed sort of like drunk, like hotshot. He's the ho- young hotshot. Yeah, he's a Top Gun. Yeah, he's absolutely like the hot guy charismatic, like chauvinist, like nice, bra- nice braggadocious kind of kind of. Yeah, like that guy. You know that guy, a bro. Like he, he, he's a himbo. He's a himbo. He is a himbo. He's a himbo. He doesn't like, take no shit from no machines. Right. He's he's not fucking Einstein. No. Right. He's himbo. No. He's got a hard body. He wants to use on another hard body. That's right. 
And so, uh, little that, do we know, though, yeah, yeah his hard body is getting used as we speak at the strip club. So as soon as the waitress leaves and Walter Koenig shows up, um, in we we see our third team member, yeah, our third moon trap goer, <laughs> yeah, our third astronaut. Uh, AKA the suck off boy. The suck off boy. <laughs> because like he doesn't like walk in and like a normal character. He shows up from beneath the bar and then wipes his lips. Yeah, like from underneath where Bruce Campbell's sitting. And that goes for your friend too. We're crying out loud, last one. Do you believe that? No respect for America's heroes in space. You got that right now. And like that's a suck off boy, and, and like he's a full fully grown man. Yeah, but it's not fun to say he's the suck off man. I I think I called what did I call him on my notes? I think I called him suck off dude. Um, did you? Yeah, he's definitely a dude. I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me just I'm suck wrestling. off guy. You yeah, put wrestling, on here wrestling papers here. Suck off guy pops up from bottom of bars. Which yeah, your note says no. It's it's French actually. Suck off guy. Oh, uh, uh, suck off guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, um, yeah, suck off guy, uh, he pops up from underneath the bar, and I mm-hmm. have no other way to read it, except that he just was blowing Bruce, and like, hey, you know what, honestly, like, sexual energies in a bar, in a strip club, just go for it, man. Yeah, if you want to suck your friend off at a strip, uh, strip club, do it, it's yeah. great, and you all highly it. recommend. I'll say it now, uh, I think we did Pee Wee Herman a bit dirty when he jerked off in that porno theater. No, that's like the right place to jerk off, right. in a porno theater. right. Um, may, maybe don't get, don't like publicly suck someone off in a strip club. Like, Why? Can, well, because like there are other people there. They're trying to like have a nice, uh, nice time. I mean, it. sure, but it's not uncommon for the dancers to pull people up on stage and get them naked or do things oh, okay. to them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what? He did the right thing. Do it, but don't do it like publicly. Like don't like, you know, show <laughs> it off to everybody. I mean, and you what? It depends on the club. <laughs> uh, Joey's? Yeah, this is the place you do that. You Joey's, you get the suck off, boy. Joey's, you know what? Like, you can do it, but just don't. And don't ask, don't tell. I mean, it, you know, it was, the it was then, yeah. It, it was, was it was the 90s. Filmed so. in the 80s. Yeah, gross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the suck off part. That was fine. No, the suck off part rules. Gross is like you couldn't be who you were. Like, you had a high, you, you know. Whatever yeah, it this, takes for them to know I'm Moon, a good guy. Moontrap was a strong uh, <laughs> a strong advocate for against Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Showing no. gay people exist in the in the military. Yeah. And they suck off Bruce Campbell. <laughs> exactly. And they should. <laughs> I would. Would you? Uh, if you could be physically intimate with a young Bruce Campbell, would you? I definitely would. So here's, I mean, a, here's uh, a true story. Right. Last night, I just... For the heck of it, I was like, I want to watch the intro to Briscoe County Jr. Yeah, so okay. I pulled it up on YouTube. That's the show Bruce Campbell was a star of in the early 90s. Yeah. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, my God. I'm attracted to every single person in these opening credits. Like, Bruce Campbell was a hot, hot fucking young man. Not in this movie. Not in this movie. He has no sideburns. Looks weird. Yeah. But he was a hot dude. So, yeah. At was- his youngest, yeah, he could do whatever he wanted to me. Yeah. And I would do whatever he wanted to him. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Like the the suck off dude, he he was having a good time. They're all having a good time. Great time, uh, except for Walter Koenig. He showed up. He's trying to be a buzzkill, and he's like, "Yeah, you can't be telling moon secrets." And Bruce Campbell's like, 
Speaking of moon secrets, we're going back to the moon, brother. I got a, a moon secret for you. We're going back to the we're moon. We're going back to the moon. And, and Walter Koenig's like, no way. Which? No way. We're going to the moon. He's like, we're going to the moon, brother. Look at these two beer bottles. This is our rocket ship. We're going to the moon. Like, this is not a joke. This no, yeah, that, yeah, that's exactly movie. what it is. The mission. They're doing it. They're getting ready to light that last big candle, and it's top priority. Christ. Are you sure? Damn sure. They want us to check out the home base of that space dip and that Frankenstein junk pile thing we brought back. They want us to see if there's any more of those things lying around up there waiting to pop open. Boys... We're going to be doing a little search and destroy on the goddamn moon. It's it's wild to me because it's like, this isn't a surprise to me, the watcher. I knew that they were going back to the moon. Of course they're going back to the moon. They have to go back to the moon. The movie's moon trap. Like, I would be astounded if they did not go back to the moon. That would have been a brave movie. Such a brave movie. They're like looking through a telescope. It's like, oh, there's fucking aliens up there. <laughs> gross, gross, gross. Ew, ew, moon. Go, 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 go. They're like talking about like, oh, if we just if we were just able to get up to the moon. <laughs> Damn it. Oh well, let's go back to Joey's. And we get like another nice cut of Bruce Campbell shooting the like pretending these beer bottles are rocket ships. Right. Where they cut in an actual rocket launch. Yeah, like it's a match cut to the the the, the beer bottles shooting up to the moon. Mm-hmm. And then Bada bing, bada boom, we're on the moon. <laughs> and I, I took the time, took the time and effort to count how many frames there were from beer bottle to on the actual moon. The 36 frames. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, that is a hell of a match cut. The, oh, my God. Well, it's just like, and the thing, the, the goal here is that it's so jarring. Again, it's one of those transitions. Like, you got to see the guy mm-hmm. get into the car and drive out the driveway. Otherwise, it, it, it feels like he just dreamed himself onto the moon. <laughs> He's just like he he astral projected himself onto the moon. <laughs> yeah, and a- a- sorry, astro projected. Oh, you like, you like that? That was a good one. Yeah, okay. I'll give you that one. Anyways, uh, uh, he's <laughs> like it. There's obviously been a little time jump. Walter mm-hmm. Kane's got a five o'clock shadow. Bruce has got a little bit of a beard going on, looking good. Yeah, I guess they didn't shave in between them. Like, <laughs> that's how you show that time passes. They had no time. Uh, and and Walter Hanks, he's standing on the moon. He's just like. Oh man, I've always wanted to do this thing on the moon. Well, okay, before I get into what he does, what would you do on the moon? I mean, I'd cook an egg on it, I'd play some golf. I mean, what else can you do? <laughs> All right, so you do the Mr. Show bit. <laughs> yeah. No, if I would definitely jack one on the moon. Like you'd have to do it inside of your suit. If yeah, I would pull it. my arm out of the sleeve and slide it down. <laughs> <my> chest. Okay. <laughs> and wow. I would definitely have a no sound in space jack. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's important. In space, everyone would hear me cream. <laughs> I would be calling Houston. Woo! I, I don't know what I would do in the moon. I don't think I can top that. You wouldn't jo on the moon? I've had the opportunity. I just not that flexible. Like I couldn't. Like you know, it's not about flexible. It's about how much of your body you could. I, I feel it is. You have to shove your arm into your helmet and then push it down your body. Nate, love finds a way. 
Yeah, you, you're right. I mean, I would have just like you know just like moved my body. Oh yeah, in, just in gy- <laughs> yeah. gyrate in the spacesuit. And- I have never been able to just gyrate and get myself off ever. Junior high was well, like a- sex and stuff. Like yeah, inter- intercourse. <laughs> yeah. Like, but that's like they, they call it soaking. That's like cheating, though. Like <laughs> using another person, <laughs> right? Like, exactly. Like truly getting off, you do yourself. Yes, I would jack off on the moon. That's, I, I feel that's like the, my, I feel that's like, my greater point. I feel like this install those in the spacesuits at that point. You know. <laughs> we it, don't need you anymore. Suck off, boy. The suit. Does. Yeah, <laughs> our boys at NASA have insured something good. <laughs> hey, we got a new suit. <laughs> It's it's like those like you know banana cleaners. Mm-hmm. Get yourself a banana cleaner. Yeah. Um, anyways, no, I wouldn't do that. Uh, well, I'm I'm pure of heart. <laughs> pure of heart and full of ball. Yeah. No. In, instead, I would like t- I would uh, you know like the the boots are weighted right, so that mm-hmm. way you don't like go flying off the moon. Yes. Um. You know, because there's very little gravity. I would try to launch myself into space. <laughs> <laughs> I try to just like to jump off. Ah, look, the infinite blackness of space. I'm coming for your ass. Woo! <laughs> it's just like trying to jump into the sun. Like how George Clooney died in gravity. Because <laughs> like, hey, I know I'm not doing it. But like, you know, like, hey, if I'm on the, if, if I ever make it to the moon, anyone there can hold me to my word. <laughs> I will guarantee I will jump, try to jump into the sun. I'm going to cash in my 401k and all my belongings to put you on a SpaceX rocket to the moon. Oh, I wouldn't make it to the moon. No, you'd SpaceX die. Rocket. You'd yeah, explode yeah, and die. I'd, right. I would, somebody put on autopilot. It would like somehow crash into the earth. <laughs> it would swerve into a bus. Yeah. It hit hail bop. <laughs> uh, anyways, Walter King is the one thing he wants to do on a moon. That fall down his ass. Yeah, and, like, he falls he, on his ass. He just like gets up on top of the hill and he like falls on his butt. Ta-da! Now I don't know why you always wanted to do that. Some hero finally gets to the moon and falls flat on his face. I don't know that I would exactly call that your face that you landed on. Okay, good one. No, well, it's like this is the part of the movie that I genuinely enjoyed because one, the special effects are good, the models are good, yeah, and the banter works because it's like character driven. Because Walter Koenig falls on his ass, yeah, and he's like, "Oh man, really hurt my face there." And Bruce Campbell's like, "I don't think that's your face you fell on. Like, it's not a great joke, but it's like characters like bantering. There, there's things to build off. They're of, giving right. They're giving shit to each other. Right. It's it's not no longer about like whether or not the bureaucrat will allow us to go to the moon." which is boring. Instead, it's like, we're friends on the moon, yeah. <laughs> which like you can work with that. You can work with friends on the moon. Yeah, and like, it's not them like, oh, what are we doing on the moon? What's our mission? No, they just fucking banter and they yeah. reveal things about themselves. It's like, this is where the movie is like really, I would say tightly written. Yeah, okay. So what does is, what is Bruce reveal about himself? So- Oh, sorry, Rex Tanner. Ray Tanner. Ray Tanner. Let's, let's, don't get it twisted. Sorry. No, like, this movie does what I love in movies where it gives a character an arc or mm-hmm. it gives them motivation or it I mean, gives, a lot of things do that. Well, like it, a character voices something about themselves that's interesting. And it's like, it's also a way to tell the audience what could happen. Foreshadowing. They call foreshadowing, it foreshadowing. Yeah. But it's also when done well with a good actor, mm-hmm. it's you don't even notice it. It's just something like it feels natural. It, feel, yeah, it, it feels, feels like a conversation. That it feels have. like a person talking to another person. And Bruce right. Campbell, they find like these corpses of moon traps and humans, 
And Bruce Campbell, he he talks about how now that he's up on the moon, now that he's done all this, his one fear is that if a moon trap attacks, he does not ever want to be ripped apart and turned into a moon trap. He doesn't want to be one of those things. He doesn't want to be one of those things. That's what he says. And it's yeah. it reminded me of one of my favorite movies, one of my like formative movies, Return of the Living Dead. I love that movie. That movie's so good. And there's this like one of the hottest women ever put on this planet. Her whole thing in the movie, like she's like the sex obsessed punk girl. Right. Hot because of attitude. Hot because of no, attitude. Not not also saying the body is not banging. No, but the attitude is, is no, what does all, it. All the punks in that movie, like <laughs> that's my sexuality. You want to know what I'm attracted to? It's every single punk from fucking Return of the Living Dead. And a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> there is one cowboy. And like she has this speech where she says her greatest fear is being ripped apart by gross old men. And then she does like this sexy dance. Mm-hmm. Do you ever fantasize about being killed? Never. Do you ever wonder about all the different ways of dying, you know, violently, and wonder, like, what would be the most horrible way to die? I try not to think about dying too much. Hmm. Well, for me, the worst way would be for a bunch of old men to get around me and start biting and eating me alive. I see. First, they would tear off my clothes. Let's get some light over here. Ash is taking off her clothes again. And wouldn't you know, that's what happens in the movie. And that we get that, but from Moontrap with Bruce Campbell saying, I don't ever want to be one of those things. And right. my brain was like, ding, ding, ding. Right. Oh, yeah. I know what's coming for Bruce. This fucking rules. I cannot wait for Bruce Campbell's Moontrap. I know. I I love a good death scene. But like, so they, they find the moon temple. Yes. Which, they do find a moon temple. And like, you know, like uh, clever listeners out there would be like, oh, couldn't they just have seen this moon temple from a telescope? years ago Mm -hmm. and to them i say shut up yeah (laughs) that's stupid (laughs) we should talk about how accurate some of this stuff is like what like moontrap makes a very brave decision as a b movie Mm -hmm. very fucking brave so so no you can hear you can hear tyler jack off in space but you cannot hear anything else in space yes and like moontrap they have no sound in space at all yeah and it's like completely jarring because there's a like fun synth soundtrack there's great sound design sound effects but when they're in space you hear nothing except them talking i love like it. what you can hear from the suit like you don't hear the rover driving you don't hear any of it it's just them sort of breathing and talking it's fucking fantastic brave choice good choice yeah and they like they thought about this stuff too they like read interviews with the astronauts. They were very intentional in not having any stars in the background while they were on the moon because when you're on the moon, you cannot see the stars. Something I did not know. I didn't know that either. Yeah. But listening to this commentary, we learned that because they thought all this shit out. Like they really planned all this shit and wanted to make it good. Like most of the last, like this third act of the movie, right? Mm hmm. It's people talking to each other and they've got their big like space helmets on their glass visors, yeah, right? Yeah. Could you see a camera in any of that? 
No, and like I was actively looking. Because I was actively looking too. Yeah. I always look for camera reflections because I just not, not to be mean, but just to kind of know, right? Like to see if like it, it's a fun game to see if I can catch it. Yeah, like right? strings on models, or like I always look for booms. I always mm-hmm. look at the top of the frame, even yep. though like I try to be nice to movies. Mm-hmm. I'm not there to like point out a boom and say like oh, there's a boom in the shot. But when you have two characters looking at each other through glass screens, yeah, you think you're gonna see a camera. And we didn't, and that's amazing that they got away with it. Because, Not one. Because those lenses are designed, like the lenses of the visors, uh-huh. the way those things are shaped are designed to capture pretty much everything around and you. And you can see whoever's talking, you can see the other person perfectly reflected in their mask, emoting well, not not in Walter Koenig's case. Oh, he doesn't emote. He's standing there. He could have been emoting. <laughs> yeah, if he could act, we would have seen it in Bruce Campbell's like glass mask. Yeah, and like we found out for those shots, they covered everybody in like black everything. Like everybody had to wear black. They had to be covered in black curtains. Like they didn't want any of it to show. And that that attention to detail yeah. is so fucking good. Yeah, I know you wouldn't. You wouldn't see that attention to detail on any other movie because, A, they don't need to anymore, which it's is CG. a shame. Yeah. Right? They don't even put costumes on superheroes anymore. It's all green screen. Right. Fucking horse shit. Yeah. And it, it shows like th- there's just love in this movie. Yeah. They worked really hard to craft this. Right. And, and there's love in the Moon Temple, right? The Moon Temple is this beautiful matte painting. Yeah. And there, there, there's love in the sound, too, because it's, like, it's very like melodic kind of synth sound and we mm-hmm. recognize it too where do we recognize it from well it's uh joe loduca the guy who did evil dead the guy who right. did evil dead 2 army of darkness right and honestly like i've been listening to the evil dead soundtrack just legitimately like just walking around listen to it it holds up and moon trap while it's not the quality i like the evil dead better mm-hmm. it fits moon trap it does yeah right it really fits it the guy understands music like he can put together soundtracks pretty yeah. fucking well right and this is all designed beautifully there's this beautiful matte painting they're walking through this moon temple where there's like corpses on the ground. They're like, oh, is this like a religious temple? Who knows? What could this temple be? It's huge. This is incredible. I can't believe it's here. I can't yeah. believe we're the first to ever find it. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. Then we get the most. This next bit, we joked about it. We laughed about what this next scene was. Yeah. And then we learned something truly Horrifying. Right. So in this moon temple, there is an inner sanctum because it's a temple. Right. Uh, you need to have a sanctum in your yeah, temple. You, if you're going to have a sanctum, you need a solarium, right? Yeah, you, you totally do. And so they, they, they walk in into this, this sanctum and they, they see this like dusty old, it looks like a coffin. This like big like hexagon sarcophagus. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and on top of a the- hexagophagus. A hexagophagus. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I didn't count the sides. <laughs> the hexagophagus. <laughs> And uh, Sar means four. Hexa means eight. Six. Seven? Five. Four. <laughs> no, that's Sar. Well, the one thing I did count was one skeleton. There was, there, yeah, there, there's a there, there's a singular skeleton on, on top of the sarcophagus. Yep. Like it, it like it put it like it put something into the sarcophagus mm-hmm. and was protected. It, it was bent over the sarcophagus. And what's really wild mm-hmm. what's really wild yeah. is in the sarcophagus is a pretty lady. <gasps> pretty lady? Pretty lady wearing clothes, right? As, as you would, yeah. As you would in a sarcophagus. Mm-hmm. I put the pussy in a sarcophagus. That Connie lyric makes sense now. Um, <laughs> I put the pussy in a hexagophagus. <laughs> uh, and they pull the lady out, right? She looks at the skeleton. Uh, don't worry, I'm going somewhere with this. Mm. And the skeleton still has a metal bracelet on. It, it looks like a marriage band. Like, we, we don't know. But it has no other clothes. 
Mm. Yeah, it it should have clothes. The the zombie like corpse they found earlier in space had clothes on. It did, yeah. The skeleton, no clothes. The skeleton was hunched over the sarcophagus naked wearing its wedding bracelet. Now, now you know, like a, a generous interpretation here would be like, well, like they're a moon culture. Maybe they don't wear clothes all that often. Except the ladies wearing clothes. And the other one was wearing you're, clothes. You're, say, you're saying the skeleton was fucking the sarcophagus while it died. I think, I think the skeleton was cranking one off while his wife was being frozen in <laughs> the hexacophagus. You think this guy was just pompeying himself to eternity? I think so. I wouldn't you? Well, I know uh, you wouldn't. I would because you know I'd jack it on the moon. Yeah. By the way, uh, speaking of famous jack offers, you should look up the Pompeii man. <laughs> yeah, the Pompeii <laughs> masturbator is beautiful. So, th- there's a there's a guy, a fossilized guy from the uh, volcanic explosion of Pompeii, who was jerking it. <laughs> and you will read things saying, "Oh, he probably wasn't, you know, actually masturbating. He, he wasn't doing what you think you were doing. He was. He was. Yes, we know. She was. We they have no. Pr- we, have no we have no proof. We don't know." We don't know. We hope that they were just really cranking. No, I'm just saying that we do know there is no proof. It's important sometimes to have faith. Yes. And <laughs> now we should talk about the horrifying thing. Like we set up the scene, skeleton on the hexagon. Really, really good looking skeleton. Incredible looking skeleton. Um, why did it look so good? Well, um, where, <laughs> if I had to ask you for a skeleton, like in the next hour, could you get one? My own? Or if I committed a horrible murder. I'm, go- I'm going to die if you don't get a skeleton. Oh, I'm, I'm dying if I need a skeleton right now. <laughs> I would have to cut one out of somebody. Would you now? Okay. You and Moontrip have something in common. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because dear- that skeleton, would you believe it, uh, is, a, is a real person. <laughs> yeah. Dear listener, we listen to the commentary of Moontrap and Tex Ragdale, the writer, and Bob Dyke, the director, start laughing when the skeleton comes on and they say, yeah, that's a real human skeleton we got for this shot. Throwaway line. They move right past yeah. it. And one of them goes, probably couldn't do that today. Huh? Yeah, we probably <laughs> couldn't do that these days, huh? And, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, we paused <laughs> the movie and we went back because we had to hear that again. Now, like Tyler, you're a medical professional. You are yeah. exposed around more skeletons than I'm yes. exposed to. I, I don't think I've actually seen. a. Actually, no, that's a lie. I've seen one real skeleton. Don't tell the story. I'm not. I'm going to let the... Much I like can this movie, see, listener, I can see the pain in his eyes when yeah, he's talking about this. M- much like this movie, like some of the details is better for you to fill in. Mm-hmm. So fill in those details, listener, of when I have seen a skeleton. So, Nate. Yes. Where would you get a skeleton? You know, like I was going to say, like, we live like near, like it's a university town. You just, you, you know, break open a science department and you find yourself a skeleton. <laughs> I mean, like, or, or a graveyard. I guess I would dig one. Yeah, up. U of O does have a cadaver lab. I guess that would be where to get one. They, they, for also, us. they also have a graveyard on, on campus as well. So, Hey, yeah. uh, two for one. If one does that one, you do the other one. <laughs> yeah. You get your bud working on one in case the cadaver lab doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, so do you know where most, we get most of our medical skeletons? Uh, no, I don't. Oh boy, uh, let me teach you. They come from <laughs> India. So a lot of medical skeletons are <coughs> sold to us. A lot of cadavers are sold to us from India. Mm-hmm. Uh, n- not really consensually. 
So it's not that like Indian people have better skeletons because I was going to go that route. I've seen RRR like really, really hard frame. Oh, on those yeah. guys. Like, I would. I want ROM or beam skeletons. Like I would kill for that. I, I feel like, yeah, they have strong skeletons. I saw them Desi notch those motherfuckers. Their bones work way better than my bones. So surely that is the reason. No. Better quality uh, skeleton. No. Poor, poor. I have a uh, shit skeleton. I don't. I wouldn't be. I would be useless. Poor, homeless, yeah. uh, sick people not, that die. Not good. Are shipped over here and sold to be used, and that's likely where this skeleton came from. Yeah. So just think about that. Well, okay. So <laughs> stew on that. I mean, you're just one person, listener. What can you do to change the system? Well, um, now you know that. Here's what I would do to change the system. And I know I just mentioned that I have a shit skeleton, and I believe that is true. Hmm? But when I die, I volunteer myself for any Indian moon trap movie. If, uh, if, if <laughs> India wants to make a moon trap, an uh, Indian moon trap, I feel like they can they can use my skeleton as as repayment for this horrific crime. God, uh, an Indian like, moon trap would be so fucking good. It really would. I think they'd do a better job. Uh, <laughs> You know, and like it, during that that shooting, like go ahead and use my skeleton. Yeah, I, I full permission. This is uh, legally binding. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Throw mine in there too. In yeah. fact, mash up our skeletons. Make a weird amalgamation of Nate and me out of bones. <laughs> sure, that'd be great. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, the height difference would be a bit off, but well, it doesn't matter. Like it? No, it really doesn't because the essence that like this. Mm meat that i am is long gone and i'll be nothing but meat and bone so use it who cares i mean yeah like i i have no i the only attachment i have to my skeleton is my body uh and when when i don't have that meat on that skeleton yeah uh you know hey you can just you know make a necklace out of it when the lightning in my brain stops firing feel free to use it as a moon trap to shoot lightning out of the eyes yeah, we should mention. I, th- I don't think we mentioned that they do shoot lightning. No, I mean, we definitely mentioned okay, we they did. Sh- yeah, it's very important that the, we mentioned that they shoot iMovie <laughs> lightning. <laughs> very important. Um, so they free the woman. Yeah, her her name is Mira. Mira, which they come to. He's like, I'm Jason. They merely oh. try to teach it English. Yeah, and as I, good like NASA <laughs> NASA troops do. Yeah, right. Um, you know, like, hey, uh, what's up? Uh, here's some English. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they mm-hmm. teach names. And then they're like, uh, we need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like things start rumbling. Things start rumbling, like, and also a um, spider moon trap comes down. Yeah, it just pops out of the ceiling, and they use their. Uh, we also did not mention, right? They they pulled something out of the rover before they went to the moon temple. That's true, right? They 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 pulled out guns. <laughs> they brought. Uh, uh, That's right. They, had, they brought this little pelican case, and in the case were two space Uzis. They have Uzis. God, I miss Uzis so much. They don't put Uzis in anything anymore. Well, it's, I, I think it's because they're like bad guns, right? Like they don't fire well. Yeah, I mean, there's that, but they look fucking sick. Oh, no, man. They, they they're look, so cool. They look rad. Like I, I think everyone can agree that an Uzi looks fucking cool. They're fucking cool. Coolest guns. Uh, the Uzi and the um, was it the P nine thousand? The gun that has like that little circular kind of <laughs> yeah. grip. Yeah, the Golden Eye gun. Yeah. That was my favorite one for the, sure. Yep, those two. Uh, P ninety. Yeah, P ninety. And I don't um, know if it's that. I, maybe I'm thinking of the exercise routine. I don't know. P ninety X. So, uh, anyways, when Walter Koenig is pulling these guns, he says like this amazing line, which is, "Christ, guns on the moon." <laughs> Christ. Guns on the moon. You know, like he, I'm, I'm glad he brought these guns. You know, even though we can say like a lament, oh man, it's come to this. 
down comes this moon trap spider ready to take over some bodies and, and he, it looks cool it's the like zon- like the egg brain pod right whipping tentacles around ready to like whipping you know, tentacles metal spider legs yeah coming right at him yeah and Walter Koenig does what he does the best and shoots it in the head <laughs> to shoot, shoot shoots that shoots that uh, domes egg that, domes that motherfucker right explodes it and they're like alright we gotta get out of here I loved it I loved it Mira puts on her cooler space suit yeah she's got a space suit too that survived 14,000 years which I'm, I'm fine with you yeah. know and it, it does look cooler it kind of has like a it looks Russian almost yeah, uh, it, like it, it looks it's like a brutalist version of a it, space suit it does look pretty good which just lends more credence to my idea that this skeleton was fucking naked on top of this yeah. hexagophagus. Right. It gave its clothes to Mira. Mm. You ever think about that? No, and no, Mira like takes a moment like to look back to like Lee Lombardi, the actress's credit. Yeah. She's really good at looking forlorn and sad. Like she does the single tear really well. Right. Like she sells it. Like she honestly sells it. She, I mean, she has to sell it that hard because they don't give her much. No, there, there's not much for Mira in this movie. No, and Spoilers. when she like speaks later, it's like, oh, okay, I see why you didn't speak very much. Yeah. So they they scoot out of there. They get on their little rover scooter. Mm-hmm. They 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 start driving along. Um, they, they, they go to where the moon lander was. Yep. Right. And little did they realize that their moon lander has fallen into yep. a moon trap. The, the, <laughs> the moon lander has been stolen by the moon trap. <laughs> it's a moon trap. <laughs> God damn it. Moon traps love landers. Yeah. And it, it, like we get the best line delivery from Bruce here where he's just like, it's gone, <laughs> which you know, yeah. What, what is he going to say? It's like, it's gone. It's gone. It's <laughs> gone. Yeah. The, the dang moon trap stole our moon ship. And so, like, they, they do what they have to, which is just get on the rover and just drive off into nothingness. Yeah, because their suck-off boy, Georgie, I think mm-hmm. is his name. I honestly can't remember. That could just be the brother from It. Not Georgie. Georgie's the suck-off boy. Georgie's the suck-off boy. He, uh, he, he tells him, like, yeah, no, I see some tracks heading this direction. Just go and follow them. Yeah, follow those. Yeah. Uh, bring your guns for sure. <laughs> yeah, but there's probably something bad <laughs> There. Hey, uh, is that a third person down there? They're like, don't worry about it. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you later, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and, and they start driving, and like you know, the the much like uh, uh, space. If SpaceX did this mission, this exact same thing happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rover runs out of batteries. Bad batteries on <laughs> yeah. rover. Just no good. Like yeah. Tesla batteries in these things. Yeah. Just like it shits out immediately, and they're like. Fuck, we have to go on foot. Yep. And they start walking. They walk around a corner mm-hmm. and they, they, they see movement. They see the moon trap. Yep. And, and Walter Koenig and Bruce have this conversation. They're like, okay, finally, we got the jump on these things. Um, Koenig's just like, you stay here with Mira. I'll go take care of this. Bruce says no. Looks like they're getting ready to move out. You stay here and cover my back. My ass. You're not going to go up against something like that alone. Now, wait a not minute. this time. I'm going with you. Okay, partner. Let's do it. Because it's like, what are you, what are you trying to do? Right. Like, why are you trying to be the hero? Are you like, fe- are you feeling like you're compensating for something? Right. <laughs> like, are you listen, feeling like bud, a small man now? Listen, like, bud, you're five five in real life, and I'm six one. <laughs> right. It's just like, let's both go. Yeah. <laughs> let's both do this. We're both badass heroes, except one of us is. Well, yeah. Like, it's also just like. It's weird. Come on, let's just uh, let's work as a team and kill the moon trap. Yeah, it's and we get like uh, honestly, li- well shot, well executed, really cool 
fight scene. Yeah, it it works well because of the no sound, right? Because yes. like, uh, um, you know, I think uh, what is it? Bruce gets like knocked, or Walter Cannon gets knocked over. Um, Bruce starts blasting, mm-hmm. you know, and like we get like really cool like. It reminds me of like mafia movies where you kind of see like the the Tommy gun is like shaking mm-hmm. and they're like shooting. Then you see the muzzle flash really like, right. up close. It's great. And Moontrap explodes. Bruce is like, hell yeah, we got this we Moontrap. We did it. We killed the fucking Moontrap. I'm invincible. I will never <laughs> die. I am invincible. <laughs> and then, oh no, the Moontrap comes in and he knocks him over. He just pushes him down. <laughs> And uh, like, uh, like yeah. grabs his like chest and crushes his chest. It really mangles Bruce. Wa- Walter Koenig kills another moon trap with Mira. He's he's getting better at that. He's I mean he's he, gonna have to. He's had a lot of practice. And Bruce Campbell gets a really like he's good at dying. Like yes. he understands what this movie is. It's not like a dignified sort of well acted death. I mean, yeah. it is. It's not Shakespearean. No, it's it's what this movie needed to be. He's like grunting and spitting blood. He's like, I've been slain. Yeah. <laughs> Die, you egg. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, like he knows what this movie needs. Yes, and he delivers it perfectly. Right. Take it easy, partner. I'll get you home. You're gonna be okay. Hey. No, I think. Shut up. No bullshit now. Oh, buddy. I'm not going anywhere. Screw you. You're going to make it. And one of his last lines is, we don't take no shit from no machines. And he's like hacking up blood. He's cackling. He's He's cackling. Just remember one thing. What's that? We don't take no shit from a machine. (laughs) Right? Jason? Right? Right? Fight for it. No shit. He does the Bruce Campbell frantic cross eye. Yep. Which we're going to be discussing his like go-to acting moves. It's when Bruce Campbell wants to be like nuts, he crosses one eye. Right. When when his his mind is gone, when mm-hmm. uh, then his eyes get crossed, which I love. Like it because like yes, people don't do that, but also like we the audience immediately read it as he's gone bananas. Yeah, he's <laughs> his, the, his soul has left his body. Like this guy's going <laughs> crazy. Yeah. And his mind is dying. Do you think he picked that up from the Three Stooges? Oh, I think so. He had to, yeah, right? Yeah, that fits, right? Right, yeah, because Bruce Campbell, I don't know how much we mentioned it, but big influence by the, like, he loves the Three Stooges. Yeah, and I think when he actually dies, he's going to cross his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, I hope I never have to live in a world with Bruce Campbell, which that is wishing a very early death for me. <laughs> sure, but like, well, I, I'm just picturing like when he dies, he sees Larry Curley and Moe, and he's like, couple of wise guys, yeah. A, and then he goes through the, the <laughs> Welcome to heaven, Shemp. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's really hell because he had to drink baby blood to be famous. Yeah. That, that's how you do that. Holy weird. Yeah, spirit cooking. Uh, you know, <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> look it up. God. I'm not going to let spirit cooking go into the dark, good, uh, the, the great goodbye or whatever. No, how could the, you? The, the dark night. Yeah. People need to know about spirit cooking. <laughs> 
He had to do it. He's famous. He had to do it. You got to do it. Uh, uh, and so this. Oh, yeah. Oh, and also the suck off boy is getting pulled to the moon and explodes. Yeah, the suck off boy gets hit by iMovie lightning from a moon trap and blows up. Which I'm just like, because he was their rover, like their like orbiter who was going to like take them home. The eyes in the sky. Yeah. And like, yeah, he's just like, uh, I'm dying now. Goodbye. <laughs> it explodes. And like, hey, bravo, honestly. Yeah. And Walter Koenig's like, oh, man. Things are going bad. So what do they do next? They set up their sex tent. <laughs> right. Because what else would you do? No. They, they, they set up a sex tent. Right. Uh, they 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 <laughs> they take a NASA tent out and it like auto inflates. Auto inflates. Really got, cool looking tent actually. Like, like the design is cool. Like all the shit they designed looks very cool. The the moon set looks like a moon set. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, it's concrete. <laughs> a little <laughs> yeah. fun fact there. Oh yeah, the con- the moon dust is all concrete, and they were all breathing it in. Liquids were not allowed on set. Like everybody's unhealthy. I mean, there's liquid in your lungs. Might I? Just gonna, you know, yeah, it's surfactant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Might Not, cause problems if you breathe it in, but uh, but like really good looking though. <laughs> yeah, it worked like great movie effects. Yeah, per- <laughs> it works well. Perfect. Looks like moon dust. It really does. Worth it. And so they they throw up their their moon tent and they they go inside. It's like hermetically sealed. Yep. So Or not hermetically sealed. It's sealed. It's sealed. Space and, cannot get in. They like their air and whatever yeah, can't get out. They have enough air to have one immediate uh, uh, end of the life. Fuck. Yeah, which <laughs> end of life sex. We're doing it. And it's it's really sad. <laughs> and I, yeah, I made like, me sad. Nero's crying. Like Walter Koenig is like, oh God, this is the end. They they put on a red light. They put on the like They seri- put on the sex light. The sex light. They're like, now we know it's time for fucking because they brought a sex light to the moon. They sure did. <laughs> and uh. like, what the fuck is Okay, again, Tom, I'm gonna ask you this question again, because okay. it's been a while since we recorded the first episode. Mm-hmm. Have you had sex to a red light? I think, yeah. Okay. Because it, it worked here. It Red light sex can work. It worked on the moon. Well, okay. It worked in that they did have sex. Yeah. <laughs> it does not work because they didn't make love. <laughs> no. They, no. Had, they had sad sex. It's, it's very strange. Like, And when we watched the interview with Walter Koenig about this, they're like, Mr. Koenig, what? Do you remember most about Moontrap or Yeah. He's like, Oh, what was the hardest part of making Moontrap? Not looking at Lee Lombardi's boobies. It's like A, he called it boobies. Yeah. Which he's a married man. (laughs) His wife is in this movie. A married man in his fifties. Like I say boobies because I'm making a goof. Yeah. uh, it's it. It doesn't fit like if it fits narratively more than the other nudity in the movie, but it's still not good. No, but it's it's one of those things, and I feel like it's an Irvin Shapiroism where yep. it's like, what do you have in a sci-fi flick? Oh, you got to have a little eye candy, mm-hmm. right? Like you have the green babe. Yeah, Kirk fucked the alien lady. That's right. I'm so- Walter Koenig. I get to fuck alien lady too. Right, except that the story and the situation does not call for this. No. Uh anyways, they fucked the alien lady, Bruce Campbell. Has become a moon trap. Yeah, during like it cuts away from the sex scene to show that the moon trap is dragging Bruce Campbell's corpse away. The thing he didn't want to happen. Exactly. He ha- it happens. He it became happens. the moon trap. He looks rad as it hell. Fucking sick as fuck. Did you see that behind the scenes picture I posted? Yeah, no, it's real good. Like that that moon trap looks so like 
So horrific. It looks horrific. I'll describe it as best I can. It's got the big moon trap orb egg head. Yeah. With like Bruce Campbell's face being stretched back onto this orb. Like the makeup on Bruce Campbell's face has like protruding little spikes coming out of his cheeks because it's been stretched onto a robot orb. Yeah. So he's got the stretched face into a big old Joker grin. I, I saw it as like um Brazil, the uh, like um plastic yeah. surgery scene. Mm-hmm. Or even better, when Bruce Campbell does plastic surgery in Escape from LA. Yes. Where he's the um this the, the was it the Surgeon General? Yeah, the Surgeon General. The Surgeon General of, of, of LA. Yeah, yeah, of Los Angeles. Yeah. Um yeah, he it's his face is stretched over like, a metal orb. And best monster great. design in the movie, because it's like chunks of Bruce Campbell. He's got really cool Wolverine claw fingers. Yeah. That cuts through the tent, and we get this giant like honestly creepy Bruce Campbell smile as the moon trap like it fucking works like if he were to talk he would sound like this yeah it's like it's great and it's like okay that's what the rest of this movie is they're gonna be fighting this moon trap they gotta run from the Bruce Campbell moon trap right and they kill the the brood they kill the Bruce Campbell moon trap immediately the problem is Walter Koenig is too good at shooting them in the head he's (laughs) so practiced he's He's just like pop pop we're out of (laughs) here Although, like, the, the thing he's not good at is, like, being snuck up on. He's yeah. happens to him all the time. Yeah, they immediately get grabbed by two gigantic moon traps. They get grabbed and baby carried away. Yeah, they're the they're, they're small beans. Like, they didn't even use models. It's like Walter Koenig is just tiny. Yeah. And Lee could, Lombardi is, like, also a tiny model. You could just pick him up like a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> let's cut. find Walter Kane. I get to pick him up like a baby. I think we could do it. He's he couldn't fight back. He's, he's so dead, old. right? No, he's alive. No, the last thing he tweeted was "Can't go to Dragon Con. I got COVID," and he's not done anything since. Oh no, he's dead. Well, uh, pour one out for Walter Kane. I guess uh, dead until confirmed otherwise. <laughs> let's say that. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, so NASA is aware that something bad has happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, the suck up boy has exploded <laughs> yeah. and they're like, we need to send a rescue team. <laughs> yeah. The, the leader of NASA like had to sit down. He felt it when the suck off boy died. I hear the screams it's of like, one suck off boy. Yeah, the, the, the light of one suck off boy being extinguished. I felt, <laughs> I felt it right here. In my, my heart and soul. Um, so he's, they send another shuttle up. Mm hmm. Um, piloted by Walter Koenig's wife and yeah. another guy. They send up Walter Koenig's wife to like go get your man, <laughs> yeah. like real life wife, not ex wife. No, the movie's not brave enough to send his ex wife to save him from moon trap. I, I wish. Um, and yeah, and so they get they they get captured. We cut to them being captured. Mm-hmm. Um, we we get this like scene where they're kind of like stapled to the wall. Yeah, a little bit. And and on the other side of the wall, they they see body parts yeah chunks of people like arms and brains and, and all the sorts of ghibli bits yeah all the stars are here yeah <laughs> all the stars of the body are here Yeah, all of them heads yeah. legs and and they put together like oh no they're making they're using this as spare parts yeah. oh christ that's what we are spare parts yeah like for some reason these robot like use chunks of us yeah it's fun it's scary it's good like it works yeah oh man that's that's super spooky yep (laughs) and and and, uh in in comes uh uh, the butcher the butcher yeah he doesn't they don't call him the butcher no he's just got a saw for an arm and he starts cutting on mira yeah like cutting her clothes off so you can see some 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 stuff for daddy yeah it's like 
she's screaming, but they just take a little bit of her, her like, you know, sweater. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, you're not really like torturing her. You're just kind of taking the parts parts of clothing. Yeah. Not, not, not don't, doing, don't like it. Not doing a great job. No. Um, Walter Koenig, being the slight little fellow that he is, yeah. easily squeezes out of what he's trapped, like his very, very like narrow wrists. He can yeah. just pop right out of those bad boys. Just tiny. Just the littlest man. Yep. Uh, they, they didn't account for Walter Koenig <laughs> when they built those wrist restraints. Nope. Uh, so he just slides right out and he he beans, he domes another one. Yeah, he runs doesn't over, he, grabs a chunk of dead person and domes a fucking moon trap. Doesn't even need a gun. That's how good he is at killing moon Very traps. Very good. And he's like, let's get the hell out of here. Well, well he doesn't even do that cool. He's like, why don't we get out of here? Things are getting a little jumpy. Yeah. That's how he talks. He does. He's he like, says jumpy like that in the movie. Jumpy, jumpy. What's right. the matter, partner? A little jumpy. What's the matter, partner? Getting a little jumpy. Let's get out of here. <laughs> like, Let's go. He would be a good Mario. Walter Koenig is Mario. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. Or the <laughs> Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. <laughs> there it is. That's the Walter <laughs> Koenig. Anyways, they, they're climbing like ropes out of there. Yeah. Um the, we we see like the the shuttle, the the rescue shuttle is like okay, we're approaching the spacecraft now and it gets hit with iMovie lightning. Yep. Gets zapped. Doesn't blow up. Doesn't blow up. No, it, it just gets kind of knocked away. It's like, "Oh, we got to pull they, back." They they find the Mars rover and they're like, "Oh, good. The package is still secure." They no, put the, up the lander, not the rover. Sorry, the lander. The lunar the lander. The lunar lander that was stolen by moon traps. That's right. They filled that bitch full of dynamite. I mean, wouldn't you? It's like one of those things that they kept sort of alluding to. And they're like, oh, it's just it's a lander that explodes. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but, so, like, wait, but again, though, I don't care about that. I don't care either. I really don't care. I'm glad Walter that- Koenig sets a five minute like detonation. And then he's like, I guess this is the end, Mira. I wish you could have met my son. <laughs> yeah, he says that. I wish you could have met my son, Mira. I wish. Like yeah, like you fuck Walter Koenig once and you're married. It's <laughs> just like yeah. he's on you. Yeah, he's like, I know we just fucked and you don't speak my language, <laughs> but this is my boy. Yeah, and he's just like, I can't wait till you move in. <laughs> she doesn't even know English. <laughs> but then we get a moon trap popping out. Comes for him. Oh, little spider guy. He Another sh- little spider yeah, guy. Yeah, and Walter Koenig blasts him with his space Uzi, and the space Uzi launches him backwards towards a hole. Because wouldn't you know it, uh, in space, like a little little bump will just send you flying. Yeah, the force of the gun sent him flying. And in the commentary, they say, this actually would work, and it actually work a lot better than we portrayed on the film, so shut up about that. <laughs> I, I kind of appreciate that. You no, know, I like it. It was, a nice, it was a nice touch. That's the right attitude. Like, it's just like, uh, shut up, nerds. This is cool. Yeah, and he's like blasting his way out while yelling, it's working! <laughs> You know what I think? It's working. It's working. Again, like coming out of anyone else would have been great, but for him, it's just like it's working. <laughs> yeah, it's crash. <laughs> so he blasts his way backwards out of the ship. Mira at his side. The moon trap blows up. I mean, like, what we see when he's flying out of there. Yeah, it's the, the, a giant the, fucking ship. It's an invasion force. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh. Yeah, they see all the pods, and he's like, oh, they're coming for Earth, and we're on the menu or whatever. Yeah, and so, but, like, he saves Earth. He, he blows up the moon trap ship. Yep. 
and and you know like he he's like they they uh, immediately cut to him in his um in his in his apartment celebrating. Uh, Mira's dressed up in a fancy black gown. Yeah, she got a nice necklace on. They're in love. Wistfully, well, it's it, like, strong. I do not understand figures of speech. And he's like, they're there. And like, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like they're not in love. He's in love. I don't think Mira's in love. She's like wistfully looking at the moon. Yeah, she's like <laughs> oh, she's like his hostage or whatever. She's no, like, like she she just she just doesn't know anybody on Earth. You know, it's like New City. <laughs> she meets anyone else, just anyone else. She, well, like she's like I thought they were all as short as you. <laughs> and then Moontrap ends. We yeah. get the credits. We get the Metal Gear Solid call at the end of the credits. That's right, because um, you know, like we can roll through the credits, and Walter Koenig is like. Oh, are we sure we got them all? I, I could have swore I saw one shoot off to Earth, Earth, and and she and they're like, no, I think we got them. Which is not true because one crawls away yeah, at the very end, like Moon Trap still going, leaving it open for a sequel, which they made. Would you believe it? When, Would you believe it? And they made it like a couple of years after this movie. Twenty seventeen right? is when they made Moon Trap Target Earth. What's what's the math on that? You asked me to do math. Uh, twenty-seven years. <laughs> so they made this movie. Years. They made this movie, percolated on it for twenty-seven years, and made a sequel starring Mister Sheffield from the Nanny. Twenty-seven years later, they're like, "It's time. <laughs> the, the world's ready for another moon trap." And I like, and again, like honestly, like props. I'm so glad they did a direct sequel. Yes. Not not like a, a soft reboot of Moontrap. <laughs> no, just like, let's follow up on the story of Moontrap. Mm-hmm. But like, let's not do it with like, say, budget or the same actors or really the same anything. Or a different writer. No, it's all the same. It's same writer, director. Yeah. Same writer, director. None of the same actors. We get um, Mr. Sheffield. Mm-hmm. Charles Shaughnessy, yeah. As the uh, like main evil villain yeah. of the piece. Not um, good. We let's not even talk about it. It sucked. Don't watch it. Like well, it's not even fun. It's not even like fun in a bad way. There were three. There were there were two fun parts. Like the Mister Sheffield Moontrap face. There's Mister Sheffield Moontrap. That was that was when one he fun. when Mister Sheffield gets Moontrapped. Yeah, he he, tur- he turns into like the Bruce Campbell style where it's like stretched face over robot. But it's not him in makeup. It's like a bad foam. Yeah, Home but still, face. yeah, I laughed. It, I it works. Talk. It works. And thing number two was that there was a PA who was an actor. Yeah, because they didn't have enough actors, so they got a PA. Very to, bad. Uh, I think his name was like Ethan or something. Yeah, Huey. And, <laughs> Huey, and he was just like trying to pop champagne, couldn't do it, and then someone lights him on fire, and uh, that was very funny when when that poor. Um, you know, assistant got lit on fire. Just got lit on fire, yeah. Uh, however, yeah, now do not recommend Moontrap 2. Uh, Target Earth. No Target Earth. Don't do it. Don't do it. So, no, not even once. So, Moontrap, 1989. Yes. Let's get Re- in. Real Moontrap. Let's get into the Bruce of it all. Hey, That's wh- why we're here. Bruce Campbell. That's why we're here. I've had a lot of thoughts. Oh, I'm going to do a theme song for the Bruce of it all. Are you okay, ready? yeah. Let's get into the Bruce of it all. Good. Okay. I like that. You like that? Yeah. You want to try one? Yeah. Let's get into the Bruce of it all. Let's get into the Bruce of it all. Bruce of it all. Bruce of it all. Bruce of it all. Let's get into Bruce. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. I'm the devil. I love Bruce Campbell. 
Yes. So we're going to talk about how Bruce was used in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I've had a lot of thoughts about this because yeah. we talked about Bruce's performance in this movie, and you initially said, I don't think Bruce was very effective in this movie. Like, there, it wasn't very Brucey. And I thought about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Too much. The but, Brucey Juicy was not Lucy. But I... <laughs> but I figured my role as a Bruce Campbell podcaster mm-hmm. was to really consider that, and I did. And I found... I figured out why it felt so off. Why is that? This movie was made right after Evil Dead 2, right? Mm-hmm. This was when Bruce Campbell was a working actor. Yeah. This was before he was Bruce Campbell, B-movie actor, what he's become now. Where it's like, oh, he's the known Bruce Campbell. Like, he's the known B-movie actor. Uh, so you're saying he had, he didn't embrace it? He was not that Bruce Campbell. He was not the Old Spice commercial Bruce Campbell. He was not Doctor Strange Bruce Campbell. He was not Black Christmas Bruce Campbell. He was not even Army of Darkness Bruce Campbell. The Bruce Campbell ham had not sprouted. No. The energy was there. The Mm. effort was there. But he was still normie Bruce. And that's what was off. He, like, I'm, I'm not saying what he does now is bad. I think he's still a fantastic actor. But there's an energy and a sort of knowing wink to his more recent stuff. But this, he's young. He's just trying to pay the bills. He's trying to be in movies. He's trying to do what he loves. And he's great in this movie. I think he's used very well. He's the best part of this movie that's not a moon trap. I I, I disagree with that last part that you just said. I don't think he's used very well. I think that the writers and directors, uh, writer and director, there weren't multiple. Mm -mm, No. The the writer and the director, um, like... They didn't know what they had for sure. Well, I, I don't. I wouldn't say they like. There could be multiple reasons why they didn't use him. I think it was because they had Walter Kinnig and they had to use Walter. Yeah, Kinnig, right. But for whatever reason, like he's not front and center. Um, you know, like he, he's he's a sidekick in this movie, and mm-hmm. that that's not a good use of Bruce in this. In this no, case. So I think that's a bad use. Of but Bruce. look, if you look at Bruce Campbell next to Walter Kinnig, which you are forced to do a lot in this movie, mm-hmm. the roles should have been reversed. Really, and like Bruce Campbell doesn't make a good psychic. He's a large, strapping, handsome young man. Yeah, and like when you, when you got that, like you have to have somebody that is like superior in, in some aspect mm-hmm. in order for, to make him a sidekick. Yes, and Walter Kagan is not that. No, and, and like well, like the actor Bruce Campbell is not that. No, like it can- works in Xena. Like Lucy Lawless does for like she tops Bruce in yeah, that show. Like, yeah, you got to be very careful. Like you got to figure that out. Yeah, right. Because if you don't, then he's going to overtake you. Mm-hmm. Right. You got to be literally Lucy Lawless to do to pull yes. that off. He's Bruce Campbell is like so naturally charismatic and fun and energetic and just effortless in how he performs. Yeah, that Walter Koenig stood no chance. Yeah, but it feels off when he is sidekick. But I think that's only because of how bad Koenig is. Sure. And well, I, I guess like what I'm trying he wasn't utilized well. He right. wasn't utilized well because I think Walter Koenig was just such a fucking anchor. Mm-hmm. So it's Brucey, but it's not capital B Bruce. That's like Yeah, yeah. And like, like this whatever. is Bruce. He, he, he did a great job. Like, yeah, this, not, is, uh, this is Bruce before he's Bruce Campbell. Like there's right. not a lot of that because when this movie, like Evil Dead was about to hit, but it took till mid 90s for him to become B movie actor. mid to late 90s like yeah. once Bubba Hotep kicks off like once Bubba Hotep came out that's when it was over for Bruce as like a mainstream actor like working like main guy like 
he's now Bruce Campbell, which is why I've always thought of it as kind of tragic and a disservice to like pigeonhole such a gifted and talented performer and put them in roles like Bruce Campbell. You you see you see like drama and effort in, in trying. Yeah, at I least re- in the beginning, not like, in the death scene. <laughs> like, well, yeah, for sure. Like you, that took effort. Like there was nuance there. It was sure. it was over the top. It was scenery chewing, but that's what you do in these movies. And Bruce knew that. But I can look at Bubba Hotep and see like quiet dignity in a performance, and I can even see that a little bit in this, like the opening scene with Bruce and Walter Koenig, where they're like bantering. Like you can see it in how like Bruce is opening up, like in that opening scene, his character's opening up. He's really good. And the fact that he just is getting pushed into these like B movie. I don't like it. Like he should, I want more for the guy. I love him. No, I, I agree. I like, he deserves more. He's not going to get more. No. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see like the ways that he, he squirrels his way into serious roles. Cause he does. And it's not just Bubba Hojap. There are multiple no. things that he does. Yeah, that, for sure. Like the guy's all over the fucking place. Like yeah. he's really fantastic. Like he's fantastic. Like he's the best part of burn notice. Like, sure. So I, I'll stop making the case for Bruce Campbell. Cause we'll prove it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening this far, like, you know, we like him and we know we think. He's yeah. Good. So what's the line in this movie? I uh, think we agree. Oh, it's like the line of the movie. The line of the movie. Line of the movie. Hell yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So, you want to say it on three? Yeah, ready. One, One two, two, three. Christ. Guns on the moon. moon. Yep. It had to be. <laughs> Incredible. Christ. Guns on the moon. It, like, there's no other way it could be any other line. Like, that... May- Maybe the um, like we don't take no shit from no machine. I feel like it's the, too- the movie wants us to like that line, which no. is fine. No. I don't give a fuck. No, I don't like that. That's sorry. We don't take no shit from no machines. That's my factory setting. That's me at a baseline. Yeah, it, it felt too Sharknado to me. Yeah, like you know, it's just like we're fucking badass. Oh, we don't take no shit from no machine. No, because like, like it, it, I, like I love. It's not a bad line. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. But when they're on the moon and they say, oh, when Bruce says, partner, don't forget, we need our last little supply. And they open up the case full of space Uzis. And Walter Koenig just looks at them and goes, Christ, guns on the moon. Right. And like the way he delivered it, like the only way that line works is if you deliver it wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know? he does. Yeah. You've probably heard it by now. It's the only line in this movie that only Walter Koenig could do correctly. Yep. And it it fucking it rocks. Yeah. I'm going to remember Christ guns on the moon forever. Every time I look up at the moon okay. and it shines down on me, I'm going to think Christ guns on the moon. Yeah. Put, put, put it in the Hall of Fame. Uh, it's, it's a great, great line. <laughs> great, great line. Um, and so with that, I think we've, we've said all that we need to say about Moontrap. Yeah. Um, watch it. Or yeah, don't. Wa- wa- watch it if you can. It's hard to find. Yeah. Um, thing I may cut in earlier or put in the show notes, uh, you could only find it on YouTube or if you buy the DVD. It's on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, you can watch the whole thing on YouTube. Oh, hell yeah. Go to YouTube.com slash Moontrap and watch it. Well, <laughs> is that how, no, no. You don't is that how movies work on YouTube? You might find something different. Oh, damn. Now, um, yeah. And if you really like can't figure out how to get it on YouTube or you can't pirate it or you can't buy it, hit my DMs and I'll mail you my copy. <laughs> mail a copy. Yeah. I'll send it to you. Yeah. And like, hey, you know what? Uh, maybe this should make it legally available. 
if they yeah. want people to buy it. They love it in Germany. Germans love everything. Do you, know, you know why, though? Uh, they don't love everything. And I said everything with the three parentheses around it. So you know what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Someone understands what I mean, and they'll think that's great. Christ. I don't agree with what the Germans did. Christ. Guns on the moon. Moon trap. A rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell and Whitey's on the moon. I can't pay no doctor bills, but Whitey's on the moon. Ten years from now, I'll be paying still while Whitey's on the moon. You know, the man just up my rent last night because Whitey's on the moon. No hot water, no toilets, no lights, but Whitey's on the moon. Christ. Guns on the moon.